Welcome to Blood of the Void. Be sure to check us out live over on twitch.tv slash qtimes the last Monday of every month. If you enjoy the show, make sure to give us a five-star rating and check us out on social media at bloodvoidrpg on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find those handles in the description. Now on with the show, you petox! I was going to do a Groundhog Day joke and just start the whole episode all over again. <laughs> but, sorry for the technical difficulties. We are back. Aliza had just announced that uh, that she is running a Buffy the Vampire Slayer RPG over on Sword and Scroll. So if you guys get interested in checking that out, definitely check that the hell out. Does anybody else have any other announcements that they wanted to uh, put out there? Any other projects y'all are up to? I'm going to be on Shameless. You're going to be what now? I'm going to be on Shameless. Uh, like, I think called it's called Episode Slaughter. It's one episode, and you can see me. I have a mask on, so look out for like this, minus this. <laughs> Shameless. I'd be on the lookout for Philip, who is going to be dressed like a ninja. Um. <laughs> nice. What is, it's it's that it's the Power Ranger heritage. They just want to put you in like masks and and have you kick ass. I guess. Oh, thank you. Um, they're they're incorporating the pandemic in the in the new season. So. Oh right, that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't have any other. Can oh. I just repeat the ModCon thing because yeah. I think that got that got. Into yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm going to be running a game, uh, a Star Trek Adventures one shot this Saturday at ModCon. Uh, I believe it's 3 p.m. Pacific that's happening, and I will be announcing my players shortly. We you are wait. definitely going to want to see who is playing this Actually, game. Actually, I can just announce one of them now, because she's here. Jade Law! <laughs> Jade, <laughs> Jade in, I, I can't wait to see that. That's going to be a lot of fun. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um, all right. Do we have anything else? I think that would be it. Of course. Are we live? Just um, What's that? Are we live? Yes. Okay. We are. Yeah. Um, so the last thing I was going to say is just to give everyone a heads up, Clear Skies will be wrapping its campaign on December 7th. So you guys can look for our last campaign of the year for Clear Skies in just a few weeks. Um, and Blood of the Void will be wrapping its campaign on the 14th. So about mid-December or so. And that's going to do it for us for the year. Um, we'll have more updates coming along the, the pipeline as well. So stay tuned to our Patreon for more information. Um, that is the only announcements that I have. And with not further ado, we don't have anything else. I think we can go ahead and jump into tonight's epic episode of Blood of the Void.
Welcome back, Warriors. We have a hell of a game in front of us tonight because shit has been going down with the Klingon crew of the IKS Borku. The IKS Borku has been lingering on the edge of the Romulan neutral zone out here at the edge of the Shackleton expanse between Federation and Klingon and Romulan territory. Sent out here as a way of being dismissed by General Cargan over at Narendra Station. In this way, it would appear that General Cargan is trying to push the IKS Borku further away from the truth, which they have been slowly uncovering. That is to say, Cargan's possible involvement in tapping Romulan resources to equip the House of Duras, an old plot that happened once long time ago, seeming to unfold once again, trying to take advantage of some of the power vacuum that is taking place currently in the Romulan Star Empire. And it is a way to try to bring the House of Doros back to a position of glory. Unfortunately, because of the current situation, there's no evidence to prove that General Cargan has been betraying the Klingon Empire for the House of Doros. So dispatching and calling in some favors, Bamir, commander of the IKS Borku, has called in a favor with the Klingon ambassador, who in turn, called in a favor with one of his Federation contacts, an Ambassador Olin Marjunil, who in turn got a favor from a certain Romulan former Tal Shiar agent who was also interested in getting back into the game, as it were. Now, if you've been watching Clear Skies, you know what's been going on there, and the Klingon crew is about to figure out the outcome of what has taken place on Clear Skies and how it's going to affect what happens tonight on board the Ikeos Borku. But while all of that has been unfolding on Narendra Station between a former Tal Shiar agent, the Klingon ambassador, and the Klingon general that is currently the head of the forces on Starbase 364, the Borku has been lingering out here under cloak with mounting pressure to return to home base. There's only so much longer you can play this off, Bamir. And to make matters even more intense is the fact that one of your allies, Captain Tagal, son of Matok of House Krug, who has been captaining the IKS Kuvat, has been dispatched to retrieve you and destroy you. The Kuvat has orders to bring the Borku in or destroy her if she will not follow. Now, what Kargan didn't realize, and what a lot of people didn't realize, is that um, Tagal and Bamir They've been hooking up. And Tagal happens to have a certain amount of loyalty and trust in Bamir, mostly because Bamir has come off to him like somebody who is a true servant of the Empire and worthy of the honor of being a commander of a starship. And Tagal fucking hates the general. So that in mind, Tagal reached out to Bamir and informed her of his mission and told her that his ship, the IKS Kuvat, a Vorcha-class warship that outclasses the IKS Borku, is on its way. However, he has insisted that he is not a threat and is attempting to do what he can to help Bamir come up with a solution. Otherwise, it could mean the lives of both Bamir and him, particularly if the crew finds out now, while the crew of the IKS Borku was supposed to be trusted, it was unveiled that you had a spy among you. If you remember, Tonak, 
An ally of House Doras was found amongst your crew and had been transmitting back to the general. And you guys uncovered him thanks to Voltkar, who was one of your security officers that answered directly to our main tactical officer. And Chris, if I remember correctly, Kotar was um, his characteristic, terrifying, Amos, intimidating Klingon self (laughs) and getting the information out of this young Klingon. It is worth noticing that this young Klingon, while idealistic, you all took pity on Tonak because he's just a kid who probably had stars in his eyes and is convinced that Doros is going to rise back to glory. You're going to make sure that doesn't happen. But your time is running out. And right now, you are just minutes away from the scheduled arrival of the IKS Tavak. This Vorcha-class starship has been ordered, the Kuvat rather, this, this Vorcha-class starship has been ordered to bring you all in. So once you arrive, it's unclear what happens next. But Bamir, you do know that your ally, Tagal, will want to speak with you. And you guys will have a very small window in which to figure out what the hell you're going to do next. We start tonight's episode off in this frustratingly quiet moment on board the Borku. You've all managed to keep the crew occupied. You've managed to keep them focused. And you've also managed to keep it quiet that you've been ordered back to base, just in case there might be somebody else on board that can't be trusted. However, it is worth noting that the Borku this crew of miscreants that you took on before you left Konos, Captain, or Commander, this crew is deathly loyal to you. You gave them a chance to reclaim glory that was lost to them. You chose crew members that no one else would choose so that they would have a chance at glory and honor once more to make their ancestors and forebearers proud. Will that play with you or against you? Will they try to curry favor with the general by betraying you? Or will they follow you to the gates of Stovokor? That's the question on everybody's mind as you sit in your chair, center of the bridge, looking out into the view screen to the black, crisp darkness of space, a distant nebula waiting for contact of the Vorcha-class warship to come out of warp. And right now, at this particular moment, Ramyan sensors have detected nothing. It's quiet out there. If they have come out of warp and they're under cloak, you're not going to see them. Or maybe the Kuvat will play nice and announce itself the moment it leaves. It's hard to say what happens next. You have the scene. So we're, we're all on the bridge, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to be fussing over Commander Mir and just kind of being like, does your hair look the way you want it to look? Just let me just put this right here. And I'm, <laughs> Wait, me? Yeah, Mir, I'm just trying to fix your hair just a little bit more and just make sure you look picture perfect. And I'm also going to like try and give you a dagger to slip into your boot. Like just just one more. Just put it inside on the inside edge. No one's going to notice it. I willingly accept the dagger, but I'm definitely giving you some side eye about the hair stuff. 
I just, I just, want, I'm just gonna slip this little dagger right into your boot, and I, you know, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. No more. No more. I'm just gonna go back to my station. You look beautiful. I just want all our bases covered. Is all I'm saying. Thank you. You. Uh, you're welcome. I feel like you're redefining the work of a first officer. <laughs> I just, I'm here for you, no matter what, in any way that you need me. I wink back. <laughs> Kotar, have you have you checked in with our spy recently? Yeah, uh, we were just discussing earlier today. Um, I think I may have hurt him a little bit too hard in practice, <laughs> if I'm honest with you. Um, I broke his jaw and he hasn't spoken anything to me. Uh, First Officer Dodge, how does that go in healing-wise? Dodge, yeah, if you like to take I, a medicine check, but you're pretty sure, Dodge, that breaking someone's jaw prohibits them from talking appropriately. Mm-hmm. I gave him some uh, hand buffets to try and communicate in that fashion as well to encourage it. He's been a little bit shy lately, so we've been doing some psychological work to get him to open up a little bit more. Okay. Commander, was it fully my fault? I thought if it was just hand, it would give him more of a chance. But yeah, he's good at lying, not good at fighting. There's been no other spies according to him. And from what we've been doing in the training quarters, I would be inclined to believe him. That's true. Kotar has done a good job of breaking him down to his very elemental being and building him back up again. All so right. I think I what can... he has to say is trustworthy. Good. While this conversation is happening, I'm going to ask Olmec to make a science roll. And you do get assisted by the ship. So this should be uh, computers, this should be sensors science for the ship. And for you, it's going to be reason science. The difficulty of this is going to be one, and you do get to use any uh, focuses you have in sensors. Should I roll for the ship? Yeah, Captain. Tell me what you get, Philip. Oh, you're muted. You're muted. We didn't. We, we can't hear you. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. What was it? I can't believe I have some communication problems with this uh, computer. Uh, so I got a one in the nineteen. Okay. So two successes then. What'd you get, Borku? One. Three successes. So everybody gained two momentum. All right. Wait, I think I think it's actually just one success because I, I I have my sixteen as my reason in science, but a one is a critical success. Oh, okay. But counts for two. Yeah. Okay. So no matter if you focus or not, you just rolled a crit. So you'll get two momentum. Omek on long range sensors, you detect an approaching vessel. It's not clear what it is just yet, but but you're definitely de- you're definitely detecting a warp signature at long range. You're muted, Philip. 
I do not see anyone. I'm having technical oh. difficulties. Oh no! <laughs> oh, you mean you actually don't see us? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm Omex, not Omex sensors are really <laughs> failing right now. <laughs> real life, friends. Real life. Um, I was like, oh, he's really, he's really into it. He's like, yeah, he's the, whole, the whole role, but then like. It's gonna surprise yeah. us with something. That's okay. You don't have to. Say, it's fine. Um, so, Omek, you do detect on long-range sensors the presence of a warp signature, and then he beams off the bridge mysteriously into the void. <gasps> Are you back? Hi. Hi. Welcome back. Hi. They beam me back. Okay. okay. So, Omek, you detect the presence of a vessel on long-range sensors. You're not sure what it is. You're not getting the make of it just yet, but you do detect that this is coming in. Commander, we uh, we detect a uh, a uh, somewhat of a ship. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not able to tell what the make is. Um, I don't know if you want to go full shields at this moment in order to protect ourselves. Hmm, it's a very good question. Well, y'all are cloaked right now, just so you know. Just kidding. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Commander, even if it is our friend Tagal, would it not be wise that if we were to falsify our consequence of this battle, as it were, that we should at least make it seem like we danced around and drew our daggers, as it were? You want to fight Tagal before we've even talked to him? I'm. It, last I checked, he knows our plan, and we are to let the rest of the Empire, and perhaps General Cargan especially, think we are gone. Now suppose they come looking and find that no weapons fire has happened, and no warp signatures are left, and impulse engines were not sent to their maximum. Would that not be suspicious? I would find it so. Clever man, clever man. Make them think the fight that they're looking for has happened. I love it. I love, love fake violence. And yet I think it is dangerous to take our only ally in this fight and start off with a battle. Would it not be better to at least meet with him and talk? I do not believe he means to actually fight him first, officer. He just wants it to make it look like we're fighting. This is your friend with um, additional benefits, Commander. Would it not be good for you to um, message him and relay a message, or perhaps we can shoot a shuttle over to their ship and relay it so there's no record of this conversation happening. Don't we still have that encrypted channel, Omek? Yes, we do, Commander. Then get him on screen. Let's tell him our plan. Stat. You're going to hail the incoming ship? Yes. Okay. You send out a hailing frequency? Few moments pass, and you hear an acknowledgement of the hail. Open it up. It appears up on screen. You see the face of Captain Tagal, sitting center chair. Uh, as he appears on screen, he looks at you and says, "Commander." Captain. Here we are. Glad you could come. We don't have long, so let's talk. 
Before we even talk, perhaps it would be good, as my lieutenant has advised me, for us to trade some shots, just so that it appears, if anyone tries to look into it, so that it appears that we actually did have battle. Of course, make them shots that don't do any real harm. In that case, I would recommend you taking the first shots. Since you are under cloak, perhaps it might be more convincing if you attacked us after yes. we had an exchange. Yes. Then, crew, let's decloak. And then, Kotar. Um. Are your shields up to go? They will be. <laughs> All right. Kotar, I'm sorry, but you'll have to have poor aim for this first shot. Uh, I hate to be bad record. Enjoy All right, Captain. Again. Chalk it up to the engine trouble we've been having. Mm-hmm. You can Perhaps we should just hear. have a parlay of two shots. <laughs> you can almost hear react down in the engine room, grinding her teeth at the idea of blaming it on the engine. <laughs> and just, um, so Tagal nods to you and says, very well, take your, take your swings if you must. Fire! <laughs> All right. So with that, the IKS Borku begins to move into position. You take your time. You don't have to spend any power because you're not using this in combat right now. But as you begin to close in on the uh, IKS, <clears throat> excuse me, ah, as you begin to close in on the IKS, uh, no tech? No, no, sorry. It's it's the IKS Kavat. Uh, Kavat. No, it's the IKS Kavat. As you begin to close in on the IKS Kavat, you decloak and go to red alert. Um, as the red alert sounds begin to chime and the klaxon blares throughout the ship, the weapon systems come online and you fire off immediately uh, a disruptor blast just missing the bow of the vessel. No roll required. Um, if you want, though, we can do a roll. Actually, let's do this. Let's let's have some fun here. Let's do a roll. And we'll set the difficulty at zero since you're deliberately trying to miss. However, I do want to let you know that since you are firing disruptors, that is going to cost you one point of energy off of your ship sheet. Okay. So keep that in mind. So subtract one energy from your ship sheet, and this is going to be... Ship sheet. Yeah. What is it down to including the cloaking cost? So don't worry about the cloaking cost. You guys have actually regenerated that power. Okay. It's not power that you have to commit. It's just power you have to use in order to activate. So in the time that you guys have remained under cloak, you've regenerated that power back up. The glory of having an antimatter warp core in the middle of your ship. That being said, I'm going to need Kotar to make a weapons check here. So this is going to be your security. It's going to be your, uh, yeah, your security. Do you remember how to do these rolls? Security check here. The IKS, this is going to be a um, control security check for you, Chris. And then the Borku is going to be making the... Uh, the the appropriate do you who who's gonna first of all who's gonna roll for the bor, uh, the borku? Bamir, uh, right? Bamir, okay. So you're gonna roll weapons plus security. 
The difficulty is zero. And do do we want them to roll well or poorly? My my from what I understand is you're trying to miss. So don't roll poorly. Ah. So rolling well will force us to miss. Rolling poorly will force us to hit well, them. Just to... your shields, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. So go ahead and roll. The difficulty is zero. I got a three and a 20. So how many successes? You got a 20? <laughs> yeah. What did you get, Borku? I got zero. Okay. So you get one success and a complication. Does that three, uh, don't the you have like, be, focus yeah. in something? Do you yeah. have a focus in ship weapons? Yeah. Uh, no, tactical systems and yes. tactical that systems counts. is not ship weapons. Oh, okay. Fair. Tactical systems counts, yeah. yeah. So you're going to get two yeah. successes off of that. So gain two more momentum. And I'm going to activate a complication. I'm going to need you to roll damage for the IKS Borku. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> Can't say we didn't make it look real. Maybe Kotar was just trying a little too hard to make this look like you guys were going to be in a fight here. Uh, so the disruptor cannons on the Borku do a punishing 10 points of damage. Oh. What? So, I'm going to need you to take six. I'm going to need you to take 10 six-sided dice and roll those. And don't forget, you have vicious one on those disruptors, which means every five and six you roll does an additional point of damage. So fives and sixes ten? count as ones. Ten of them? Does nothing. <laughs> Cling on ships are not to be fucked with. Those disruptor cannons do massive. Yes, Jody. Do not worry. Kotar, why are you so skilled? <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? I'm good at killing all things. It knows no rule. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so what means nothing? Three and fours, right? Threes and fours count for nothing. You want ones counts for ones, twos count for twos. Fives and sixes count for ones and an effect. So in this case, fives and sixes both do two points of damage. All right. And all up. Not, Tell me how much you not do. great. We got one five. Yeah, so add it all up and tell me how much you do. So that's two points of damage. A five, and a, a five or a six counts for two points of damage each. Oh, why five do we damage. hurt the ones we love? <laughs> we did five damage. Okay. Uh, good news is, is the, uh, the good news is, is the Vorcha class ship can take that. So thankfully only doing five points of damage, you see you, it almost invokes a cringe from you. Bamir, as you see one bolt of the blaster shots impacts on the shields of the Kuvat. And you see that green energy slam into that invisible shielding and just play across its surface. On the view screen, you see the shake and the shimmy on, on the bridge as they take a hit. Kota, and- I thought I told you to miss. <laughs> I'm this very is- good at my job, Commander. I don't know what you want from me. 
This is right out of Star Trek Three. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> a lucky shot, sir. <laughs> um, you see the look, the look on Tagal's face as his ship rumbles, and you see Klingons behind him moving to their stations and shouting out damage reports, and you see a couple of sparks drop from the ceiling, and he just stares at you. Commander, he doesn't say a word, but you see the cold stare in his face. You know that that's not necessarily aimed at you. <laughs> but his disfas- dissatisfaction is apparent. To go. Apologies. It's hard for us to fake things over here on the Borku. I'm glad to hear you're poor at faking things, Commander. It fills me with a certain level of confidence. It should. Omek, while this flirtation is happening in front of you, your sensors light up an alert. I'm sorry, I was blushing. Uh, <laughs> yo, Commander, um, sensors are... Uh, That's about all you get out of your mouth. Because three Burrell-class birds of prey decloak surrounding oh. all of you. Ooh. And because they are decloaking, they get first attack on all of you. Oh, God. <laughs> open fire on the Vorcha, and one of them opens fire on you all. On the Vorcha? Yes. Two of them open fire on Tagal's vessel, and one of them opens fire on the Borku. It happens so fast. The alarm and the klaxon starts to blare as all of a sudden the sensors begin to pick up three decloaked vessels. And just true to the ambush tactics of Klingons, the second those ships decloak, firing their weapons, and you guys are now in combat, but this first round is going to go to them. So I'm gonna make my rolls here as all hell breaks loose. And Bamir, you feel the call of battle the moment you see the tactical display come up, all of you realize that this was an ambush. It doesn't even seem like Tagal knew that this was happening. All right, opening it up, here we go. I know. Ooh, 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 that one's gonna hurt. All right. <laughs> uh, right as after this happens, and um, I look at my crew, and we realize what's happening. I look at Tagal on the screen, and I look at him, and I say, "Today is a good day to die." Die, die and the cuts off as you hear the Klingons on his bridge are shouting out. Uh, I'm gonna roll damage because he just got shot to hell. Oh no! Oh, you know what though? That may not have hurt as bad, but he took five damage to his shields a second ago. <laughs> so, <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately, the Tagal's vessel, the Vorcha class shields, take punishment. You see the impacts happen, and now. You have no idea what the status of Tagal's vessel is, but I will tell you that difficulty of three, you guys are being hit. Uh, the Vor- Borku just got shot. Here we go. What yeah. a day! What a lovely day! 
<laughs> okay, so eight points of damage to the IKS Borku as this Borel class bird of prey starts opening fire and slams disruptor bolts into your shields. So subtract that. Um, it's after, let's see, your resistance. This is going to be after the, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Borku is actually going to take, you have a resistance of five, so you're going to take three points of damage to your shields. These are Burrell class birds of prey. There are three of them, but this is a previous generation. This is an older vessel. They are not as powerful as Cavort class like you guys are piloting. And they are certainly not as powerful as the Vorchuk class, which used to be the flagship of the Klingon Navy. However, three of them does change the math a little bit. We are now in full combat. These guys are at short range right now, so they're in ideal position. However, they decloaked in such a way that they are attacking you all from behind. An unfortunate thing with these Klingon vessels is that they pack so much firepower, they pack them to the front of their vessels. They do that because Klingon ships are known for ambush tactics, and Klingons, they kind of throw all their eggs into one basket when it comes to blowing shit up. As a result, as a Cavort class though, you guys do actually have a disruptor array on the front of the vessel. So if you can get in a 90 degree angle, you'll be able to hit one of these vessels. The Vorcha are more equipped to deal with uh, ambushers. Uh, Eric, do we have any other ships on board or we don't have any other shuttles or any other like little ships, right? No, but as just a quick as a quick reminder, in Star Trek, using shuttles or fighter craft is taking a huge risk because weapon systems in Star Trek are so advanced that they can hit just about anything that's flying out there. So if you were to launch in a shuttle, you could do it. But if you wanted to launch in a small craft, you might be taking a risk. Wait, so we do ship or don't have shuttles? Uh, the, uh, the if I remember correctly, the the Borku does not have any shuttles. You don't have a shuttle bay. Okay. Yeah. Is there any way that we could like warp speed at the lowest speed in order to hit the ninety degree angle and just do a maneuver and like turn like around? Fast and furious style. What ship is the are the other guys shooting at? So they haven't gone yet. You guys get to go first. Right now, they've been ambushed. This is seconds after the opening volley of these three Burrell-class birds of prey that have attacked y'all. So now it's your action. If no, I mean, which angle are they open fire? If you want to get an angle on them so that uh, Kotar can get some shots off, that's going to require Ramyan navigating the ship and doing a maneuver to get you guys in, in the correct firing position. Because right now, I mean, right? when we do that, which ship will be closest to them to also shoot? So once we hit one, they're after us, right? Yeah. So, so what, what's happening right now? Up. What's happening right now is you guys had decloaked in front of this Vorcha class vessel. So as you had opened fired on it, two decloaked behind the Vorcha class, which means that these birds of prey that are attacking no. the Vorcha that's in front of you, they are also in front of you on the other side of the Vorcha. Okay. Behind you is a Burrell that decloaked and opened fire on you guys. It's not directly behind you because they were kind of guessing where you all were at. But when you decloaked, they got in position and opened fire on you. Mm-hmm. 
Which one of these is the most dangerous one? The one behind us or the two in front of us? The one behind you guys is the biggest threat because right now it's trying to destroy you. The other two are completely focused on the warship. Captain. Is there any way we can get on top and shoot down, Captain? That, like I was saying, that's going to require Ra'amyon pulling a maneuver. Yeah. Commander. It's going to be having to get you guys in a position so you can do this. Commander, a rat catcher does not run from the rats. These Burrell class are much smaller than our cavort. I say I move into an attack pattern with the one behind us and with our bow, with the bowels of our cannons full of wrath, empty them and empty their lifespan. Empty your yes. cannons all over the Burrell. Yes. <laughs> Amyun, take us into attack pattern V. Koshman. Yes, okay. Because oh. one, a standard attack pattern. Gonna, no shit, I'm going to reward you guys a momentum for, for, for that. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I don't know the what I did. You get the more momentum you get. All right, so on that, Quincy, I'm going to need Ra'amyon to make a roll. So this is going to be the, the Borku is going to be making a engines in con check. And Quincy, Ramyan is going to be making that control con check. Uh, not that it matters as far as numbers go, but attack pattern is a daring in con, it looks like. Oh, is it daring? Oh, that's right. It's this the same is number to me, so it doesn't make it rules no, different. This is highly important because daring is exactly what pilots use when they're using their, their abilities. So thank you for the reminder. So roll the daring con. Uh, I'm going to use a, a momentum, the momentum we got for using the very standard attack pattern. Okay. <laughs> All right, cool. So then that is going to add an extra D20. Uh, and uh, I do have a focus in helm operations. Okay, cool. Go ahead and make your roll. The, diffic the difficulty of this, I believe, if you, do you have that in front of you, Ramyan? Uh, I think it's two. Are, yeah, that's correct. That sounds right. Yes. <laughs> Uh-oh. How you doing? Uh, was a complication range normal? Yeah. Okay, great. Then I only have one complication. Um, one complication uh, plus the two uh, of, uh, of like a four, so. Okay. So t two successes plus a complication. Okay. Uh, I don't know what the ship got. Okay, so two successes. You are going to actually execute the attack pattern, so it's going to reduce the difficulty to hit them on your next on the next roll. So when it is roll also, or does I'm it? sorry, I I spaced out. What am I rolling for the ship? I'm so sorry. You're going to be rolling engines and con. Engines, con. Yep. Eleven plus four. All right. Ooh, crit. Okay, awesome. So you're in a game, uh, is that three momentum or two momentum? I think it was three. Because you rolled two successes, is that right, Quincy? Uh, two, but the difficulty is two. So that just matches it. Oh, so okay, right. Then you get one, you're gonna get one momentum then. Um, spend one power. Normally, you guys are trying to maneuver to stay in, in short range. Spend one power and I'm gonna have that be as a consequence to your, your complication. Ramyan, as you begin to maneuver, you end up having to fly over the top and maneuver just over the bridge of the IKS Kuvat. And as the Borku begins to maneuver over the top of the Kuvat, 
you see the other birds of prey begin to angle into a position to try to trap you, to keep you from turning up, coming about. One of the other birds of prey, the Burrell, begins to maneuver off to the side using a thrusters. It's an actually pretty clever tactic to sort of slide a little bit to their starboard side. And it's limiting your ability to turn without having a collision. You begin to bank off to the left, but what ends up happening is it gives the Burrell behind you time to stay in your vector. And as you begin to move, they take another shot at you. Uh, I'm gonna, in order to enact this complication, though, to make this fair, since they're getting a second attack, I'm going to spend uh, two threat. Sort of balance that out. So uh, they are... Hmm, that's going to hit. You guys are going to get shot again. Six. Eight. Okay. Oh boy. I rolled four effects. Ooh, you guys got breached on this hit. Oh, ow. Oh, ow, ow, ow. Okay, one second. I've got the breach table right here, all ready to go. Let's see. Ready to go, Eric? How dare uh, you? You guys to be the ones rolling the breach. Oh boy. Okay. One sec. You guys are scale five, if I remember correctly. Okay. So yes, we are. Yeah. Okay, so the Borku is going to take seven points of damage that's after your resistance so that subtracts from your shields you said after mm -hmm. i factored it in i rolled 12 damage on y'all so that's down to two and you guys get breached and the breach hits your weapon system so no we need those to fight i know i know it's not good <laughs> so you guys have one breach your weapon systems are now impacted that what? means is Tegel not taking like a turn as well. Isn't he also in this battle too? Is he not doing stuff? He is, but players get to go first and this is actually your round, but because of the complication, I spent two threat and got another attack on you. Come on. There was a three. Yeah. <laughs> um, until you restore, use a restore with a minor action, all uh, you can't make any weapon attacks or attempt any attacks assisted by weapons. In other words, as the the disruptor bolts slam into the back of the Borku, weapon systems go offline. And you guys have one breach on the table for your weapons. Sparks fly. Actually, I have a casualties table opened up here too. <gasps> no! Yeah. Most dishonorable. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know. It's not good. Uh, it's not good. <laughs> so, one sec. I guess Eric wanted to kill us today. Uh, what a day to die! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so cheat sheets. Let me just open this puppy up. Okay. Like, are we going to Stovall Court today? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so including the dice, the number of crew members that are injured. Okay. 
been playing so you were staying you sustained one breach oh my famous that's gonna be two so there are okay no problem that's not a big deal you guys are okay. Only two injuries are sustained on board the crew because you only have one breach. I rolled a challenge die. This is a, by the way, I'm using a system right now. It's a ca casualty table that is available on continuingmission.com. It's sort of a house rule thing for added flavor and effect. So there's two injuries right now on board the ship as the Borku gets hit harder than she's ever been hit before. The impact is felt throughout the ship as one of these disruptor bolts slams into her side. It is still your turn though. And even though there was a complication, the attack pattern worked. If I can make a suggestion, as a minor action, let Riek use a restore action to get power back into the weapons. So that Kotar can explain to them how displeased you all are. Let's do that. All right, so yeah. Riek, going to yeah. make a roll here. So I'm gonna need the Borku to make a structure engineering check. Um, can we get a uh, an assist? Someone assist? Jade, give it an order. Yeah, I, I'm going to give an order of give React some ch a chance to fix everything. <laughs> and uh, I am an advisor, so okay. if I assist someone using command discipline, they get to reroll a d20. Oh, sweet. Okay, she's going to make her roll. Help React. Uh, Difficulty of this is actually going to be two. I'm sorry, I roll structure and what for the ship? Engineering? Structure engineering. Okay. Oh, dang. As a minor action. Okay, also, as a... Oh, I'm sorry, We She we gets do have in, improved uh, reaction control system, just for future reference. I don't, uh, you'll have to remind me what that does. Do you have that written down? You're muted, Philip. My bad. It helps the uh, ship's maneuvering thrusters operate with great precision, allowing the ship to adjust its course more carefully. Whenever a task to move or maneuver the ship would increase in difficulty because of obstacles or hazards, reduce the difficulty by one. Okay, cool. Good to know. Um, you guys are going to, let's see, you're gonna gain a momentum because Riek rolled and re-rolled a 20 and she succeeded. Her minor action is getting weapon power back. She's gonna use her main action. I, I can't hear you, Quincy, what's up? I just wanna do a quick momentum check. A momentum check, okay. So as her minor action, she gets the weapon systems back online. And since it's her turn, she's gonna use her main action to feed, uh, to start doing some restoration on the shields. And that is going to be successful. So gain one point of power back to the shields and subtract one point of power from the uh, warp core. Now, if I remember correctly, as a quick reminder to the audience, the IKS Borku actually commands more power than any ship, including the Ross. You guys have 16 power on this vessel, which is astonishing. Um, what are you all at now out of curiosity? 13. For power. That 13, correct? that's right, because you did a maneuver. Yeah, you fired off a shot. All right, so it's your turn now. Who would like to go next? Wait, did I take a turn already? I'm just curious. Or uh, is it a minor turn? You used your action, your your main action to uh, throw out a command. 
Okay, so I don't get a turn anymore, right? Uh, I believe that was your your turn, I believe, was to, it, unless that command check is not, that should be your action. What does the ability say? Well, whenever you assist another character using your command discipline, the character being assisted may reroll 1d20. Okay, then no, you get an action, because that was an assist. Yep. Okay. Uh, I will let Kotar go first, because I think he's very eager to hit someone. So just so you know, what typically happens is it goes your turn, their turn, your turn, their turn, your turn, their turn. However, Mm -hmm. because they are scale three, you guys are going to get more actions off the top or the bottom of this because essentially you've got more actions as a bigger ship. You have more more power to your to your, what you all are doing. So after Kotar gets to go here, it's going to be their turn. Does my killer instinct come into play here? You'll have to tell me what your killer instinct is. Uh, you when you choose to make a lethal attack, you can do not. In addition, whenever an enemy you can see attempts to make a lethal. No, what's the one that lets me? Oh, quick to action. During the first round of any combat, you or your allies may ignore the normal cost to retain the initiative. That is yes. the one I was trying to read. So, what you could do is after you go, instead of it being their turn next, you can retain the initiative because it's the first round of combat. Okay. Well, then, in that case, I'm going to go down to the weapons or call into the weapons bay and be like, hey, 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 guys, guys, you miserable Karoots, we are going to fire everything we have at that main deck, and I want them to die. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so you're going to open fire on that vessel? Yes, and I have uh, my focus, and then... Uh, Starship tactics or tactical systems, which ones can work? Or composure, because this is a very messed up situation. No, 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 no. It'd be be tactical (laughs) systems. So, tactical systems? Okay. So, if you're opening up with your disruptors, energy weapons are difficulty too. However, Ra'amyan successfully executed an attack pattern, which makes the difficulty one because you guys are at such close range. Ramyon basically swings the Borku around and manages to dodge one of the Borel who's trying to block you off. So you guys come about. You now have optimal range on this guy, so you can open fire on him if you'd like at a difficulty of one. I think yeah. we should take a um, momentum as well. You can target a system as well, by the way. We have uh, improved impulse engines where it's like if we do an evasive action, we can spend two momentum to increase the difficulty of attacks against the ship by one. That would have to be on Ramyon's turn and he's already gone. He's executed. Time, I didn't know that would hit so hard. Damn it. <laughs> so so uh, we still have three birds of prey, right? And we're yes. in optimum fire range for all of them. I feel like we're little baby ships. We shouldn't focus all of our fire, firepower on one, but try and take out as many as we can in a sweep. Do we have weapons that can hit multiple ships at once? You have a, you have a disruptor array but you need to angle it so that they're in front of you. Right now, you've come about to attack the one that's attacking you from behind. So now the Vorcha is the prayer behind you, and you're facing the one that ambushed you guys. All right, Kotar, take that one out. Can I focus right on the main hole? And I already have two rolls, right? You can attack use momentum structure. and get a third yes. one? Yeah. So if, you're attack, if you're attacking a specific system, the difficulty goes up by, by one. However, 
if you get an if you get a breach, it's going to hit the system that you targeted. Plus, because of the attack pattern that was executed, the difficulty will go back to its normal difficulty of two. So you're actually in a good position to target a specific system if you want to go after their hull. That's what I want to do, and because I have two, because it's my I'm using my focus, right? I'm sorry. I have an additional roll because I'm using my focus, correct? Uh, no, you get you get to use that. The focus gives you. I forgot. You, I forgot. I forgot. Yeah, the, the yeah. range for my security. My bad. Yeah. Can we use momentum so that I get an extra? Roll? Yes, you can spend momentum to get an extra die. Yeah, for sure. I think I think yeah. we're, we've been maxed out on momentum. Is that right? You should be maxed yeah. out by now. Yeah. Yeah. So this is so back down. To use it. So I would even. I mean, if you want to take two, I mean, take three momentum to get two additional die. That might be worth it. So we can you all, try you to take we this. We got guy. two more ships after this. True. What do you all want to do? Don't Destroy the ship, Don't Coach Hart! Destroy it! it. <laughs> we believe in you. Oh, makes sense. Let's do one extra roll. Let's just do one okay. extra roll. So spend one momentum and gain an extra D20. Roll three D20. And tell me how many successes you get. The Borku, the Borku is going to be rolling weapons plus security. And Kotar, we are about to happy with kill. We are about to kill some fools today. <laughs> I got, I got two ones, so four successes, oh. and I got a nine up another success. Let's okay, kill some fools. Successes. I what got one success here. Okay, so six successes to hit this thing. That's going to drop. So a total net successes of four. So bank four momentum. Momentum right back, baby. Let's go ahead and kill you fools. Do we have to use the three now? Is that how that works? Because so we're at for the nine. three for the three to spill over. Yes, you're going to have to use those. Um, they technically linger for the scene. But it, but in combat, it's when you're when when the round wraps up, the momentum goes away. Okay. So you can let them float after Kotar's after Kotar's round, but you'll you'll need to definitely spend them before the end of this particular round of combat. Make sense? Well, Dodge, you have three extra ones to use. Um, we can use them to create an advantage or something. Yes, you can use those. Uh, <laughs> Let us watch this um, ship burn. You can increase the stress inflicted by a successful attack by one for each momentum spent. You can spend two momentum to impact an additional uh, impact an additional system, or you can spend one momentum to re-roll uh, any number of challenge dice to maximize how much damage you're about to do. I would say one of those first two things. You can use this for penetration, spend one momentum, and you ignore up to two resistance for each momentum that you spend. Let's use the one to attack the other system. It's up to y'all. You can Wait. basically punch through their armor. You can use, and keep in mind, you can spend, you guys have got all this momentum. You can, you can spend on all of these if you want. You don't have to pick one. Oh, dope. Um, Wait, let's do the one. It's not dead, the one like that was on our butt. It's not dead. No, you we just haven't shot, shot it yet. We haven't resolved it yet. He just got shot. And Chris is trying to decide what he wants to do with the momentum. So oh, what would you like to do? Polarize it. The pierce the, Shoot the it pierce to the, smithereens. Lower their resistance one. 
And then okay, so um, the resistance is going to try. They are scaled to right? prey. They are small, which means lowering it, uh, lowering, ignoring two resistance means their resistance is now only one. This is not going well. For Love this that. Show. Love to hear it. And then what were the other options? You can another, use another. You can you can, uh, you can impact an additional system, or you can spend one momentum. I would say roll the challenge dice right now because that's what happens next. And you can spend moment, mo one momentum to re-roll uh, any number of the challenge dice in your current pool. So I would say roll your ten d six because that's how much fucking damage the Borku does when she hits. So roll ten d six and don't forget that fives and sixes counts for twos. Ones count for ones and twos count for twos. Let's do, let's do that. We're going to do the extra, we lowered the damage and we're going to do the reroll. Okay. This is not going to go well for them. I am so excited. <laughs> yeah, I want to make an example of how much we destroy the bird of prey. Tell me how much damage you do. This is not going to go well. <laughs> This is why you don't fuck the Kavort class. Four is a five, correct? Fours count for nothing. Threes nothing? and fours count. Threes and fours do not Fives count. Fives and sixes. Fives and sixes. Fives and sixes counts as, they count as number twos. The warriors go. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, eight. Eleven. Eleven damage. My God, that's two breaches. Do we need to re-roll any that didn't come up? Uh, hold I on. mean, we got some fours and threes in there. If you want to just extra like one lay it down, and you can re-roll all the fours and threes. <laughs> well, in that case, what is going on? Wait, are they not dead yet? Are they we still floating up, out uh, there? We haven't totaled up the damage yet, so we don't know. So if you want to spend a little bit it's like six seconds to resolve. This is all of our extra momentum, right? If we use these two. Just spend one point of momentum over. and you can re-roll those fours and threes. Let's do that. Re-roll that shit. We yep. still have one extra beyond the six after yep. that, right? Yep. Any more damage? One more. Nope. Okay, so 11 points of damage. That's two, and I believe that's going to drop their shields, which means that's three. <laughs> okay, you were aiming for their structure, I believe. The hole in whatever their uh, life support is. One, two, three. Oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> oh no! Let's see, three, so four. Uh, that's going to tear through their shields. That's going to breach them three times. Fires and serious hole breaches sections, losing life support complications at all range. So essentially what happens is, is the Borku comes about. These disruptor bolts explode out from the forward cannons as you target their hull, Kotar. And on the main view screen, the Borku angles in such a way that this bird of prey tries to get out of your firing arc, but it's just not fast enough. Ramyan manages with that attack pattern to get it right into the attack vector that you need. And when you open fire, you watch as the main bulk of the hull 
you can see the explosion as these disruptor bolts slam through, destroying their shield array and blasting through the main hull. You can see the vacuum effect take place as fire explodes outward and gets sucked into the vacuum of space. You can see on the main view screen what are clearly debris and bodies being sucked into the void. And the ship begins to immediately list. And judging from the flashing you can see on the engines, it's, it is listing in space right now. It has taken serious damage. Um, let's see. Oh, uh, actually, one moment. Let me just double check your... Right, because you're... Uh, systems, okay, so... Oh, no, it explodes. <laughs> That's too much damage. <laughs> it's a scale three ship. You do way too much damage. Commander! That's going to destroy the vessel. Commander, as I said, I did my job. <laughs> and you do it so well, Kotar. Commander, I suggest we send a message to Stovokor. Prepare them for new guests to arrive. Yeah, it can't tolerate more than three breaches. You basically obliterate the ship. It explodes in space. You see it crumple inwards and then the bird of prey detonates. It causes uh, heavy vibrations on board the bridge as this much larger cavort class basically flies through the flames of the wreckage as you absolutely obliterate it. Beautiful. It's your action again because of Kotar's ability to keep the initiative. Shall we move into position to target one of those other birds of prey? They're currently. I mean, let's blast them. Yeah. Let's. Uh, and w- so, where is where are we and Tagal and these birds of prey now? So now, the t- Tagal and the birds of prey are behind you because you guys came out and attacked the people that ambushed you. You blew them up. So now the battle is behind you guys. Now we have to turn back around. Now you have to get Ramyon to maneuver you all back around to get into that firing arc. Attack pattern, commander. So hold up, because Ramyon has already gone. So oh. this is going to have to be this is gonna have to be y'all using your command ability to give somebody an additional action. And the okay. action is going to be at an increased difficulty because Ramyon has already gone. Alright. Which probably is not going to be a problem for Amyon. <laughs> this I, is what you do. Did I use my action already? No, command, Captain, you can still use your action to order that. Uh, All right. Your first officer ordered use their action as an assist, but you have that action okay. that lets somebody immediately take a, another action. You're not going to be able to attack this turn, though. Okay, but we can move into position. Yes, you can put them in your for, your forward firing arc. So next turn, you can have some fun. Attack pattern. Ki losh me. I love it. Gain a momentum. Losh me, Chavez, Commander. Gain I'm so momentum. sorry to all the Klingon speakers watching this. <laughs> uh, okay, Ramyan, make your daring con check, and the Borku is going to make uh, engines and con, and the difficulty of this is going to be three, and you're going to subtract another power out of your power pool. Okay, um, are we at eight momentum? <laughs> Uh, yeah. Yes. I'm going to use one uh, while yeah. we have it to uh, to roll three. Okay. 
Um, also, real quick, keep in mind that when you guys used your disruptors last turn, you spent another point of power out of your pool. Okay. So what are we at? 12? 11? 12. 12. Well, you just spent another one to maneuver, too. Oh, 11. Yeah. Uh, one success on the board, cool. Okay. What'd you get, Ramya? Four successes. Okay. All right. Well. So you gain one momentum as you come about. The the Borku is pulling maneuvers right now. Uh, this but, heavy warship. What's up? Um, because we now have two extra beyond the six, I want to burn these also so that we use our improved impulse drive. Okay. Um, so that spends two momentum to increase the difficulty of attacks against our ship by one until the start of the flight, flight controller's next turn, which is me. Um, because so so this time this time we shall not be caught unaware due to our maneuvers. It is possible to strike, get into striking position, and not be hit. Thus is the way of the two-blade method. And thus the IKS Borku is an old ship. She was the first Cavort-class bird of prey to come off the line, a prototype before they corrected the need for the Borku, for the Cavort-class to fold its wings down. That vector attack was unnecessary for a ship of this size. It was necessary for Burrells because of the power that they were packing in the disruptor cannons in the warp field that's established in the main hull. The Cavort, though, was big enough where it didn't have to, so an engineering correction was made, and as a result, the Borku is one of a kind. She is an old ship. An old ship with enhanced maneuverability. And it shows as she comes about, wings folded down like a classic Burrell bird of prey, you come about in a maneuver that would make anybody at the Academy jealous, Ramyan, as you bring this great scale five bird of prey back around in a single sweeping maneuver. You blast through this explosion in space and come about facing down these two Burrell class birds of prey who are now trying to tackle. It's two hyenas attacking a lion. And as you come about, now they're going to have to contend with another warship that is in position. Probably something that tactically they were not anticipating having to deal with. It is now their action. They're going to open fire on the Vorcha again. Wait, does Tagal not get a turn ever? Tagal? Uh, no, Tagal's going to get an action. After this. It goes, because it goes you, them, you, them, you, them. You guys have occupied the past three actions. So now it's going to be their turn. After this, it'll be Tagal's turn, and then it's ah. going to be your turn again, and then so on and mm. so forth. But because mm. you guys have grander scale, even though they're getting to go again because of the, the turn order, you guys are going to get to go more often because you, both you and Tagal have scale five vessels right now. You're one scale smaller than the USS Ross. Y'all are huge ships. And these are scale three Burrell class birds of prey. These are from classic era Star Trek birds of prey. They are not, they are in number, they're a threat, but one-on-one, -on -one, they're in deep shit as that other Burrell just found out. So they're going to open fire. Okay. If worst comes to worst, can we just beam on his ship? On to... To Gaul's ship. To Gaul's ship? If you... I mean, with the permission of your captain... Mm, I want to go ahead. No, I'm just saying, if, <laughs> if, we, if we don't succeed, then at least, like, I mean, it sucks for all the people that are with us, but... 
<laughs> Omek is like, peace out, crew. We're out of here. A warrior dies with his crew, Omek. <laughs> Omek, I'm going to sit on you to make sure you don't leave. <laughs> Omek is, uh, is like, wow. I'm speaking with dishonor. My bad. Sorry. Today's like, day to die. I'm just going to head out, y'all. <laughs> Today's, Today's a good day to oh, That's good. I want to flick him in his forehead and be like, bro, come on, be tighter, mm-hmm. be tighter. Yeah. Yeah, I think we all notice uh, Omek being a little sketchy. I'm going to go over and slap him in the oh, face okay. too. That's fine. <laughs> three. Okay, so I see here that three breaches would not have been enough to destroy the other vessel, but I say we just go continue along because that's spectacular. Um, three would have been enough to disable it. And four Great. more would have it, so it's toast. That's totally fine. Um, however, Tagal just got breached twice. Okay. So Tagal is going to take damage to both his engines and his structure. Perhaps it is his crew that needs to beam over to ours. All right. The, not surprisingly, and this would have happened to any Klingon vessel, being hammered by two Borel in a, in a surprise attack like this, it really doesn't matter what kind of vessel you're in. You're taking punishment. Klingon weapons, these disruptor cannons, are pounding on the hull of the Vorcha. And you can see the explosions happening on the side of the hull as the Vorcha class begins to engage in evasive maneuvers. And even though he cannot come about at this particular action, on Tagal's turn, he's going to open up with that disruptor ray and fire on one of the birds of prey. Oh, and that's a hit. That's a big hit. Three damage. Yep. Okay. Zap. Seven. Okay, let me write this down. So, you know what, though? No, he doesn't get to. He's not a PC. He doesn't get to do that. You guys are the heroes of the story. He doesn't get to spend momentum. I mean, do we still have our open channel, our encrypted channel with Tagal? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys can talk to him. Because I feel like, ha- have y'all seen like killer whales, like <laughs> try and eat eat little fish? They'll like, <laughs> these big ass fish will swim around and kind of like encircle the little fish and basically keep them entrapped and encircle them until they can devour them. So I'm hoping that we can do some sort of like mutual engaging maneuvers so that us two big ass ships can kind of like eat these tiny little birds of prey and just munch on them. Nice. I like, like, you know. Yeah, when it's you guys, it's time to do maneuvers again. Uh, Josh, you will need to call out that attack. That attack pattern. <laughs> yeah, so, attack. Kill our whale! <laughs> so, you see the disruptor banks on the top of this Vorcha class as the ship is slowly coming about. The one thing about Vorchas is they are tough sons of bitches, but they are not boasting the maneuverability that a Cavort does. And they certainly don't have the maneuverability a skill three bird of prey does. However, that disruptor array gives it some flexibility. A new addition to the Klingon fleet as it starts to come about, you see this green beam lance out from the bridge area of this ship. 
impacts on one of the Burrell as it's trying to maneuver out of the way. You can tell from your sensor readings, Omek, that Burrell just lost its shields and took an impact. Its weapon systems are impacted. So right now, they're not going to be able to open fire until they use a minor action to get them back online. It is now y'all's turn again. Commander, shields down. Attack that son of a bitch. Well, so y'all have already attacked once, and you've used your you've used your action to uh, give Quincy an extra action. And Jade has used an assist, but Jade can use an order a command order to give somebody extra an extra action here as well. And Omek hasn't gone yet either, right? That's true. Omek has not gone yet. I only got sensors, man. I don't know how much I want to be helpful, bro. They're, they're there. They're there. You can they're find right. perhaps a weakness for us, <laughs> other than the fact that yeah. they are mere Burrell attacks. Oh, the traitors to the Empire. <laughs> you're right. You're right. That is correct. I mean, I would love to use my uh, military strategy of, um, I believe it's carousel feeding is what killer whales do where they encircle their prey and they blast like air bubbles, but we can like attack them so that we get them cornered so that they're all in the middle between us and the Kavat so that we can just fire on them in front of us. So the problem is, is the person that executes that is the helm and the helm has gone twice now. Mm. So if you're going to do it, Uh, it's going to be... My my action is to communicate this to the Kavat, is to tell the other ship what we think they should be doing. So I'm using their navigation instead of ours. And use use your action to basically give an order to the Kavat to coordinate your attacks? Yes. I tell so you that what. we can get these two ships between us. I tell you what, if you spend, if you spend two momentum, spend it. If you spend two momentum, I will let you guys do that. And Dope. it'll basically, it. it'll basically count as giving the Kav- the Kavat an extra action this round to maneuver, because they don't have the ability to spend momentum like you guys do. Yeah, I'm gonna help out my baby. I'm being like, hey, first officer, let me help you out. Give me some hints on where to go. Okay. So I'm gonna be like communicating, getting us in play. So you basically use your option as a command officer to direct, and you send that direct to the Kavat to let you know what they let them know what your intentions are. So mm-hmm. because it's not a crew member on board your ship, I'm asking for the momentum spend, and you're taking it. So we're gonna say you give a direct action to the other vessel. The Kuvat registers, you get a confirmation on communications and you see the Vorcha begin to maneuver around the Borku as the two of you kind of begin to circle around each other like a pack of wolves trying to maneuver in on one of these. You're focusing on the bird of prey that they just damaged and they mark it on your tactical screens. Basically focus, focus firing on that. So next round, to reflect what you just did, I'm going to call that a maneuver. I'm going to give you guys an. Inc- uh, I'm going to ease the difficulty to hit them by one. And their shields are down, so if you fire a torpedo, that's probably going to be what ends their day. All right, so that's your action. They are going to use evasive maneuvers. The one that you just had them focus fire on. Okay. So the Burrell that you guys ordered to focus fire on 
apparently they see what you're up to and you watch the Burrell begin to accelerate and using maneuvering thrusters and they begin to go along the y-axis try to get out of your way out of the out of the room it's going to nullify instead of being penalized to hit their attempt to outmaneuver you is actually going to nullify the advantage you just got because they just successfully rolled a maneuver check but that's going to cost them one power However, it basically means you're keeping in link with them. So they can't gain advantage here right now, Jade. So they're not going to be able to gain an advantage for dodging you because you guys are coordinating your attack on one target. And now it's their turn again. And the Kuvat is... Actually, it's you guys' turn. No, you guys have all gone at this point. So this is going to be the Kuvat's turn. Kavat's going to use. You want me to scan for any weaknesses, or we already know where the. Oh yeah, Omek, if you want to scan for weakness, do you know how to do that? Omek has a gun. It's a difficulty of one. It's control science and assisted by the ship's sensors plus security. And you guys are at close range. The difficulty is only one. Hop off that again. Oh. Yeah. Uh oh. Uh, Yeah, nothing. Ugh, the ship, what? the ship got a twenty. Oh, another complication. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to, I'm going to. So here's what happens: an unusual maneuver. You see a burst of plasma come out the side of one of these birds of prey, literally like a ch- like chaff, basically trying to sway off any kind of sensor scan or incoming projectiles. And the difficulty to aim, to hit them increases by one for you guys next turn. So as they're on top of maneuvering, you see them trying to angle away from you. And Omek, as you're trying to get a lock on them, tactical systems are going to have difficulty catching on to what they're doing now. You're going to have a little bit more difficulty anticipating what they do next. Uh, okay. The Okay, the Kuvat's going to actually do an invasive maneuver. Successfully. So, their difficulty goes up by one. The second Bird of Prey is also going to take evasive action. Because now they're playing defense. That's going to cost them a power. It's con daring plus structure plus con. They are going to fail. They are not going to succeed in an evasive action. That second bird of prey kind of lingers a little too long in your firing arc. Uh, okay, we are going to say that it is now. Um, oh, you know what though? Hold on one sec. The Kuvat is going to try to restore. Yes, Kuvat's going to restore one power to their shields. And subtract one power here. And now we're going to take it to the top of the round again. You guys get to go. That uh, can you give me the orientation? That bonus momentum that y'all had from last round is now gone. So you're back down to whatever you had. We spent it, so we're down to four. <laughs> I had a feeling. Okay, so orientation. Currently, first officer, you guys are facing both birds of prey, and the Kvat has maneuvered to come alongside you guys. It is currently profile to the other ships. It's passing underneath you. You have a clear shot. Uh, I- one of them failed its evasive maneuver, and the other one doesn't have any shields at all right now. But it's at plus one difficulty to hit him. So one is right. Uh, I think we should do it. 
I think it would be disruptor, right? That one gives us area of effect, right? So we can hit both ships at the same time. You wouldn't be able to hit both ships at the same time because it's it's not a phaser array. If it was a phaser array, you might get multiple shots off on it. You can use your disruptor cannons, however, which are devastatingly powerful and in your forward arc right now. All right, I say we use disruptor cannons then, uh, Kotar, oh. if you're down for that. I and we're pretty close. I think we're close enough that we can use our disruptor cannons since they're yeah. right up in front of us. Yeah, y'all are in, y'all are in, y'all are in the in optimal range right now for disruptor cannons. Yes, 100%. I think that's what we should be doing, Kotar. Don't argue with me. Just use a disruptor <laughs> cannon and blast them. We want to destroy the ship. I said I would want it to use the torpedo. It simply is the truth. That is. If you want to use fire. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. Funny thing about the IKS Borku, you guys selected as one of your talents quantum torpedoes, which are brutal advanced torpedoes that are new to the Klingon Empire that are designed to obliterate ships that have no shields. <clears throat> and it doesn't matter about the range. Here's the trade-off, though. The trade-off is, is that quantum torpedoes need to be calibrated. So if you fire one this round, you cannot fire another one next round. You have to wait. And then you can fire one every other round. However, chances are you're not going to need to fire one the next round. Also, Omek, <laughs> Philip is right. Uh, it's out of optimal range. There's a trade-off to that. You're out, of optimal, you're out of optimal range, so the difficulty is increased. However, it costs no power to fire torpedoes. So keep that in mind, too. I say we do disruptor cannons. We're in close range. We have vicious. It does a shit ton of damage. Just try and blow them out of the water, Totar. <laughs> All right. Uh, are, you, are you making an attack? Yes, we are. Okay. Uh, what got us to being able to pick two? Was that just because it was a success? What got us to that, where we could pick an additional system? That what was just using momentum, except we had so much that we could just burn it. Correct. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to save my suggestion until after we roll. <clears throat> All right. So let's try. I mean, take thing. a reroll. We have four momentum. Take one for a reroll so that we can be sure we're going to wreck them. Or an additional die, you mean? Yeah, take an additional die. That's one. Okay, so right now the difficulty to hit this guy is three with disruptors. Okay. So the additional die, I'm at three die. So you're gonna roll control uh, security is, and the Borku is gonna roll weapon security. You're gonna spend uh, this is also power. my command, right? This is my command, so they get a re-roll a D twenty. Uh yes, if you want to use an assist here, you can do that. Yeah. Yeah. So, Kotar, you can roll a d20 if you want to. Don't need to. So you can roll a four die. Got a crit and two successes. But let's do one more, just in case we get another crit. I'm gonna re-roll yeah. that one. Yeah. We, we, got okay. that. we got the choice. Can, got I, the choice. can, nah. can the ship re-roll? So, can the ship get a re-roll, though? Assist can't get a re-roll, no. This is a, it's a player reroll, yeah. What'd you get? So four successes? 
I got a 20. You got a 20. Another complication? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever rolled two 20s in one game. No, man, if, if this was D&D, you should have been playing D&D. &D. Right All right, so how many successes total? Four. Four successes? So you get one momentum. Now remember, you guys, you can spend momentum to cancel out complications. Do, do that. that. It's do that. Momentum, that. But you can do it. Yeah, let's do that. Let's spin that. Is it a one to one? Let's spin that. Yes. Yeah, no, it's two. It's two momentum to to remove complication. I believe. I mean, all right. So we have. Do we still two momentum? I'm sorry. We have three left right now. Yeah. So if we spend two. I thought we have four. Well, you no, spent we have four. You spent one to get an extra die. Okay. Yeah. But he right. got one back. Oh, yeah, okay. I got one back. That's what I'm saying. So got it. Right. I missed that. So yeah, we have four then. We got two extra. So if we spend two, two, then yeah. we can get rid of that complication. Correct. Yeah. All right, let's do that. Then we yeah. only have we have two momentum and no complications, but four successes. <laughs> yeah, which sounds yeah. lovely. So roll damage. As the disruptors are going to slam into this ship, even though it, it tried to engage, even though you had a complication from sensors, um, roll that damage. That's ten of things, yeah. right? What's that? I'm rolling ten, correct? Uh, yes, ten d six. Tell me how many dam how much damage you do. This is fucked. Seven. Seven points? Yeah. Uh, you can spend if you want to add, if you want to reroll any of those dice, and you can spend to gain uh, penetration on the weapon itself. Is it just one to reroll them? For for the momentum spend? To reroll the dice, yeah. Is it one momentum spend to reroll them? Uh, if you spend one momentum, you get to reroll any number of those dice that you want, correct? Let's and then if you want to gain oh, penetration, you can spend one momentum to subtract their resistance by two. No, we're already at seven. They got no shields, right? Uh, that's correct. You can also, you can, uh, yeah, they're, they're without shields. You can also spend momentum to increase the amount of damage you do by one point for every momentum you spend. Let's save that for the one that has shields. Okay, so how much damage do you do total? <laughs> Perfect reroll. Mm -hmm. One. I think we have one left. Yeah. One, six, okay. Seven, uh, we're back to eleven, baby. Let's eleven. <laughs> okay. And you? Did you use penetration? I don't remember. No. Okay, so it's it's going to resist three points of that then. So eight. That's still a breach. And because it had no shields, that's another breach. <laughs> so oh, that's two breaches. All right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is like shooting stormtroopers. All right. So it's a scale of three, two breaches. What is a stormtrooper? <laughs> okay. So it's a scale of three, two damage. I'm going to roll to see what you. Did oh, anyone else hear a voice say it's like shooting stormtroopers? <laughs> You struck its engines. Yep. It's going to immediately lose two power. 
Increased difficulty and complication range by one. Difficulty of all tasks increased by two. The ship loses one power at the end of every round. The difficulty to repair it is three. So you see fires all along the hull of that ship as it begins to list a little bit to the side. And that's your action. It does not explode, but it looks heavily damaged. No need to scan that. <laughs> yeah. You're in trouble. Um, that was Donald's action, right? That wasn't mine? What's that? No. That wasn't my action, was it? That was your action. I thought Adash gave me that command to do that. She used oh, the is that she a direct action? action? Yeah. Oh, okay, then yes, then that was Adash's action. If Dodge was going to go first and use direct, then yeah. Okay. But if she, okay. Sorry, not to mess us, ourselves up. If she uses direct, is that the same thing as using her assist command bonus thing? No. 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 Direct yeah. is a completely different action. Direct is direct is literally giving somebody the ability to take an action immediately, as opposed to assist on an action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she also yelled at Kotar a whole time. Yeah, she was screaming <laughs> at Kotar. <laughs> and she didn't what roll. That would be the the assist if she had rolled. Mm-hmm. There is rally, override, and direct, and she used direct. Unlike personal combat, you can use this action more than once per scene. It's pretty rad. So, all right. So it's going to be their action. Yeah. Much to your irritation. The other bird of prey is going to spend three power and vanish from your sensors right in front of you. You watch. You watch. That one bird of prey that was attacking the Vorcha begin to bank off, and you see the distortion wave beginning to appear as they engage cloaking device. Okay. Honk ass petox. And they vanish. It is now the Vorcha's action. The Vorcha, as an action, is going to come about use its move action, which is going to bring it into the firing arc. The Vorcha is going to open fire using torpedoes. He stole my chance for torpedoes! <laughs> okay. Two, four. These are high yield. That is... Oh, that's three breaches. As the Vorcha comes about on the other Burrell, you see this green bolt of energy explode outward from the bridge section of the Vorcha class. It slams into the belly of the Burrell. The Burrell folds in and explodes in space. It's just an ex- like, there's nothing. It's like powderized in space as the warp core breaches at the same time. There's this white flash of light in the view screen as everyone witnesses this Burrell incinerate in the void of space. And immediately, Klingon ox crew behind all of you scream and roar in rage and victory as this great row cry goes up all around you, Bamir, as these birds of prey, the debris floating past the view screen. And then you get hailed. Hailing frequency coming in from the Vorcha class. Open it up. 
So oh, on the oh! screen, you see Tagal with a big shit-eating grin on his face. You can see some fires on the bridge behind him being put out. And you can tell like as steam is like blasting into the bridge area because they got shot to hell. Their shields were dropped. Um, they've taken some damage, but not much. Their hull was able to withstand a lot of it, but they've obviously taken some damage. And you can see the grin on Tagal's face as he's looking at you, Bamir. You've seen that grin before. The battle lust is upon him and he's feeling all sorts of things. But he actually directs his first his first line to you, Kotar, and says, tell your tactical officer, thank you for damaging our shields. You made that an even fight for a moment. <laughs> You're welcome. You're speaking to me. Would, would a fight be without challenge? We are going to need to conduct some minor repairs before we get underway, but I think it is safe to say the House of Duras has made a move on us. And there's only one person who would have known how to send their birds of prey to our location. Cargan. It, it means Cargan knows that you and I were plotting. He meant to kill me as well. And just like the poor general he is, he was a fool to send such petty and pathetic warriors. Commander, I say you and I return to Narendra Station. Under cloak. Oh. Yes. Yes. We shall. I'm sorry, I'm, I am, I bang my fist down on uh, the arm of my chair. I am so filled with bloodlust and that one ship ran away like the Pataks they are. That just makes me so. The Duras are known for being cowards. There is a place in Greythor for them. Let them run. Let them run for the rest of their pathetic lives. Well, we battled well. Let's return to Narendra and see if there's anything there for us. Hmm. He turns over his shoulder and says, and you see the Vorcha just begin to disappear in front of you. Cloak up. Cloak. Buddha. All right. <laughs> These two Klingon warships cloak as the Vorcha begins to come about again. And the two of you, setting course for Narendra Station, leap to warp. That is where we're going to take our break. Well done, That's warriors. A cliff. We will be back in 10 minutes. Don't go anywhere. There's still much glory to be had. Welcome back, everybody. We are going to get underway. Right now, the IKS Borku is proceeding to Starbase 364 under cloak with its sensors on full, keeping a good eye out for any possible enemies out there. Also, a warp headed back is the Vorcha class uh, starship that is currently under the command of Tagal. 
The Kuvat and the Borku together on their way back to Narendra Station have a little bit of R&R before you arrive. You're looking at at least a day's worth of journey all the way back from the borders of the Romulan territories to Starbase 364. This is probably to the benefit of particularly the IKS Kuvat, who took some serious damage from the two Borel class bird of preys that ambushed it. The Borku, if I remember correctly, did not get hammered that hard. You guys still had your shields up, right? You got impacted, so there will be a repair job that is currently being conducted on the weapon systems by a very, very irritated Riek. She is making sure that everyone on board the Borku knows how pissed off she is. Because if there's one thing that Riek knows how to do, aside from repair her her ship, is to complain about having to repair her ship. And a lot of that anger seems to be directed at you, Ra'amyan. Whenever the IKS Borku gets hit, her impulse is to blame the person who's flying the damn ship. And constantly, Helm seems to be on the receiving end of her wrath. So as repairs are getting underway and the shields are being restored, and stock is being taken of some of the power conduits that are leading into the weapon systems that got hit, causing the weapon systems to go offline during the battle, you receive some very colorful descriptions of your piloting skills. <laughs> this has become somewhat of a commonplace. She tends to blame you every time you guys get hit. Uh, I go take a visit down to engineering. Okay, when you enter the main engineering, this place, of all the places on board the IKS Borku, main engineering is the one that is typically the most frantic. The engineers of the Borku are always having to buck under the weight of an oppressive chief engineer. Riek is on top of her game and good at what she does, but she brings to bear a taskmaster mentality to cling on to, don't operate at the same competence level that she does. To her credit, she runs a tight ship, but she also gets the scuttlebutt on the ship is constantly about her, complaining about her specifically. Her command style is very abrasive. And as you enter main engineering, you see her turn and look at you as you stride into this dimly glowing red field of energy that is always permeating through main engineering. The temperature on board a Klingon vessel is always hotter than it is on normal ships, but here, of course, near the warp core, things are just a little bit warmer. Maybe because of the warp core, maybe because Riek is always pissed off. This elderly Klingon woman spots you as you enter, and the daggers, if looks could kill Ramyan, she looks down from the data pad and strides up to you, comes to a stop an inch away from your face and stares at you and says, weren't you trained in moving out of the way of danger? I must answer your question with a question, Riek. Before your reposting to the Borku, when is the last time you even saw a battle? Ooh, that would be such an age bearing no scars. <clears throat> I wish I could be offended. It would be an excuse to hit you, whelp. But to answer your question, the last battle I saw was called the Dominion War. Perhaps you've heard of it, and perhaps you've forgotten 
that my house was the house that gave Bemir the Borku. This was my vessel all along, and you are scratching her. Now, unless you want me to scratch you back, she leans in. You are a gifted engineer, and you have kept this ship alive for many years, and for that, you do the honor to the Empire and to the ship and to the crew of our Commander Bamir. But I do ask you again, what warrior have you ever faced that bears no scars, that has never taken a dagger to the heart through the second rib cage? Is that a true warrior? Or is that merely someone who has gotten lucky? I too served in the Dominion War. I enlisted right before when my own house, my own family was all killed. And I climbed from the rank of Beck to Sergeant and allowed me to become a Lieutenant to serve on this ship. So do not lecture me about whether I've seen war. I do not dishonor your experience in matters of engineering. But when it comes to battle, only a fool and a coward avoids being hit instead of concentrating on killing his enemy. So y'all gonna fight or? Uh, who left the comm channel open? <laughs> Riek stares at you for a moment and says, the rationale of a fool who doesn't know how to use the helm. You question my competency and my experience when I lost my entire house to the Dominion War. There's a silence that falls between the two of you for a moment. I'm sorry I offended your ego, young helmsman. Maybe you should have stayed a Beck. Uh, can I can I ask? Are we hearing this? The senior no, officers. No, this is a one-on-one -on -one between. Oh, Ron yeah, and I, I definitely thought they were doing this in front of us. <laughs> nope, this is down. Ramyan said, "I'm going to main engineering, and I'm getting in her face," and that's exactly what's happening right now. How this is going to resolve is up to. It's going to be up to them. Perhaps in your years, a warrior of thirty-eight may seem like a Beck in comparison but I have studied and seen many a thing. I admit, Riek, I was not trained for war. I was trained to be an advisor to the great houses, but that opportunity left when I was but not even at my second ascension. So I admit, much of this learning has come on the job, but we are here despite the treachery of General Cargan, and we have defeated our enemies. And I must remind you that as though you have taken care of this ship, I am still second officer. You talk, and you talk, and you talk, 
Why did you come down here, second officer? To remind someone that in battle, we take damage and only a coward would avoid that. Now in the future, I drunk you She's taking a swing at you. <laughs> She's taking this. You start talking again. She goes for it. So this is a daring security check. The difficulty is two. It is a contested roll. Oh, I'm sorry. The difficulty is one. Daring security? Yeah. Okay. Uh, two successes. Uh, I don't have a focus for unarmed combat. Oh, uh, she got three successes on you. Ah. ah. So you are in the middle of your words when she goes, ah, and just backhands you across the face. And it's enough to send you into the console next to you. She doesn't advance, however. After the strike happens, she continues standing where she is. And she raises her finger up. Now you can continue combat, but it looks like she's about to say something to you, but it's up to you, Ramyan. Some blood. What's that? I just spit out the bit of blood and I just glare waiting for the words. She says, second officer, if you have a problem with a subordinate, you don't come down here and talk and talk and talk. You want to speak to me like a Klingon warrior? You want to tell me I've shown you disrespect? You do it with talk, you will get no respect. This is your lesson, second officer. Next time a subordinate like me speaks to you, don't talk. Will that be all, sir? I spit on the ground and I walk out angry. The Klingons that have gathered around behind her, she turns and says, did I say to stop working? And they begin to scatter. She watches you go again and then turns back to her data pad as you get into the turbo lift. And these heavy doors just, the blood's still pooling in your mouth. Ramyan, there's still the advisor in you. The one that sees words as a way of warfare to change a battlefield by outmaneuvering your opponents in the way they think and the way they talk to back them into corners. And you've run into one of those situations where the only real communication on a Klingon vessel is shut the fuck up and punch you in the face. And you feel that rage kind of sitting in your belly a little bit as the blood pools in the back of your mouth. What are the rest of y'all doing? <laughs> walking by. Quincy, real quick, and I, I hope nobody, uh, uh, Quincy, go ahead and just mark this in your character sheet, but I'm gonna give you an XP for that scene. So just mark it down there that I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna reward you for that one. What? Do we yeah. all get XP? You keep playing like Klingons? Hell yeah, you do. <laughs> yup, yup, yup. Who would like to, uh, does anybody, so you guys got some time before you arrive back at Narendra Station. As I said, three, three, six, four is a bit of a journey. And you do have communications with uh, 
to Gaul's vessel right now. As y'all are in a coordinated flight towards the starbase. I don't know if anybody else has anything. Can I just walk in a quincy, like be sharpening my blades and be like, how, how'd you talk? <laughs> you meet up in like oh, I, the mess hall. I, I, I want to I want to be there too because okay. I am very interested. Because I feel like you, we all knew you this hall? is happening. Quincy, is that cool with you? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we'll say in the mess hall, warriors have gathered, and everyone right now is just in high spirits. You guys had a battle, a battle with House Doros. It's the thing of legends. It's the shit that Gowron was up to before the first Klingon Civil War came to an end. You guys got to do what everyone had hoped you would get a chance to do. And as a result of that, those warriors who haven't been able to shed blood since the Dominion War are alive right now. The conversation is busting in the mess hall as you enter. It's a full cafeteria of Klingons laughing their asses off and punching each other enjoy and celebration right across the face as they play their games. However, a cloud, Kotar, is over your brother, Ramyan, as he steps into the room. You can see there is no joy in his heart as he enters. Um, and it's not exactly lost on you either. Jade, you, you know, Adaj could see this on Ra'amyan. It's unusual for Ra'amyan, who is has the poet's heart, to feel anything other but joy. But you can see, first of all, a, a pool, like little bitty drops of blood gathering on the edge of his beard as he enters and storms up to you. And of course, we'll keep the same first thing that comes out of Kotar's mouth. The big hulking security officer says, so how'd the talk go? <laughs> as you move up to the, the table. Oh, I'm gonna say not well. Look at, he's bleeding from the mouth and nowhere else. It did not go well. <laughs> bleeding from the mouth feels appropriate if you're talking with another. I, I'm, I'm confused. Why, why is that a problem? If he's bleeding from the mouth, he probably bit his tongue because he couldn't talk enough. Ramyan, did you take a good oh. swing at her? Ramyan, you let her dishonor you like this? You should have punched her well in the abdomen. Did your did your fist meet her belly? Let's just say things on a Klingon ship are unlike that, but Klingon house. Kotar, me thinks he did not f- follow through with what we had hoped he would be doing. I don't think you're wrong. Um, my my Shakespearean uh, cohort. Um, let me make this blood. Did you punch her or not? She's such a fiery, fiery woman without blades or not behind the control of a ship is not as quick as I'd like it to be. Uh, Did you bite your thumb at her? You did not? Ah! That's fine, that's fine, that's fine. I, I try not to always act with my fist too. Fool! And the traitor, the traitor runs over. I yell fool and the traitor runs over. Get your second officer some blood wine and be quick about it. Oh, that's right. I forgot. You have as as penance, as, I totally forgot that as penance, you have Tonak doing your dirty work for the next few months. 
He is both your sparring partner and your cupbearer. This young Klingon warrior who's been shamed in front of the crew for his betrayal, who has not been allowed to die, and who has shown fear of death, nods to you, Kotar, and says, Yes. And moves over to the vat where the blood wine is being kept and takes a mug and dips it in and brings it back over and sets it down. Wait, Beck. I suffer the sort of insubordination when perhaps her anger is justified. But you need a reminder that treachery is not such justified insubordination. And I smack him uh, with the back of my hand. As is your right. You backhand this young Klingon warrior. The, the meaty smack of that clawed armored fist up t- across the side of his cheek as he just takes it and lowers his head in shame. Is that how you hit Ryak as well? Oh, <laughs> <Huh>, Ramya? <laughs> Y'all are teasing him like siblings and I fucking love it. I'm here for this. <laughs> Oh, that look away tells me you did not hit her in this such a manner. Oh, so disappointing, Ramyan. If you really want to hit her, let me show you how. And I go over to Tonak, and I look at Ramyan, and I punch him with an uppercut like this! Okay. (laughs) The young House of Duras sympathizer gets an uppercut and goes clattering to the ground, and the entire mess holly erupts in laughter. This is the way Klingons do and everyone just raises their mugs to their first officer as they see her basically smack the, this young shamed Klingon to the ground. He looks at you for a second, takes the appropriate beat to not get up too quickly to provoke a response, and then moves over and starts picking himself up off the ground. I'm going to go over and help him up off the ground, like giving him my forearm and helping him up and being like, See, this one knows how to take a good beating that, and not respond. That, you helping him up, Idaj, is a moment that restores him a little bit in the eyes of the crew and him. You, you, As you help him off the ground, you see a little bit of surprise on his face and he looks at you. And then his head goes back down in shame. But it's that moment where in that course of paying penance, you let him see a glimpse of the light at the end of the tunnel. You've broken him down and you've built him back up a little bit. And you see him acknowledge that and he lowers his eyes once again. Yeah, I'm gonna pat him very, very hard on the shoulder. Good boy, good. (laughs) Now get me some blood wine and your duties are done. You can leave us. (laughs) Nods and moves back towards the barrel and fetches you another mug of blood wine. At about that point, Kotar, your your first in command, the first team member of your security team, Voltkar, enters the room and gets a lot of cheers from some of the Klingons that watch him come in. And he walks over and sees all of you and invites himself to your table, sliding into the chair. And as, <laughs> as Tonak comes back with your blood wine adage, he says, blood wine. And again, Tonak nods and goes back and gets another mug of blood wine 
and brings it back to the table and sets it down and says, go away. Tonak retreats, looks over at you, Kotar, and says, so, headed back to Narendra. We're going to kill, we're going to kill some of Kargan's men, sir. Tell me we get to kill some of Kargan's men. Well, hopefully, I get to wet my blade on that pathetic curse in there. Mm. Yeah, all out my lineage. I will make him understand how much of a cleaner I am. He's threatened our captain. He is conspired with Duras. He has no honor. I hope I am there to see our captain pierce his heart as he begs for his life. <laughs> he begins to slurp down blood wine, just kind of falls across his chin, splashing down his chest, spilling over his armor. As he puts the mug down, he glances over at you, Ramyon, and just says, What happened to you? Oh! I stand up and I grab him and I go, Ask again if you wish to die. His eyes widen and he nods. <laughs> at least some still respect their officers on this ship. He collapses back into this chair and looks at you surprised. Mm. And doesn't say another word as he goes into his mug of blood wine and keeps quiet at that point. The bluster kind of disappears for a second. Hey, 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 hey. Also, less with the spilling. It's, it's unkept. Mm. He nods to you as he pathetically dabs like the splash of blood wine with his beard just kind of what's Omek doing during all of this I mean I think because I failed so miserably on the uh, that uh, I'm I'm pretty much just sipping Warnog in a holodeck fighting little holograms (laughs) (laughs) you're in the mess you're in the training hall yeah, and actually they they uh, they sequence a uh, uh, hunting sequence for me, so they could feel as though like you know I can I can hunt actual targ in this okay. hour. Oh right, because Omek is a hunter. That's right. This is kind yeah. of what you do. So Omek, you are finding a little bit of peace in the hunt, something you have not been able to do since you left Konos. And even though Klingon holodecks are still quite new to the fleet, they have proven incredibly valuable for keeping a warrior's skills sharp at any time of the day. And being senior staff, you get first pick of when the when the holodeck is to your available to you. However, it is worth noting that even though this is relatively new tech for the Klingons, holograms are not allowed anywhere else on board the ship. There is no emergency medical hologram on a Klingon ship. One could argue it's lucky there's even a doctor on board a Klingon ship. But the Dodge does does her duty quite well. How dare you? I welcome everyone to the medical bay. I will do any kind of surgery you ask for. I will freely poke you with a knife if you ask. Or I'm just don't. picturing a dodge conducting surgery with a dick tock. Like, hmm, don't pass me the scalpel. Give me the blade. All right, I'm just going to make a decision here. Um, all right. While this is going on, I'm wondering what the captain is doing. What is Commander Bamir up to? Vamir is... What is Vamir doing? 
Um, Bamir will have checked in with Tagal one more time. Are you communicating across channels right now? Um, can you beam at warp? Yes. Especially when you two are... <laughs> so is he on board your ship in your ready room right now? Or somewhere else? Um, yeah, we'll be in the ready room. Um, okay. Set the scene for me. What has... is? Are you guys locked in a conversation? Or... We've uh, had the coitus. I see. So there has been an expulsion of the battle lust that overtook y'all. Okay, so in that case... Yeah, so um, we're after again, that. Once again, we find Bamir and Tagal putting their armor back on. He's sliding a gauntlet up onto his hand, and he says... If we confront Kagan, it should be you, I think. Would you agree? Well, considering he basically has condemned me to death, yes. I think it should be me. I agree. And I think with me supporting you, we have a chance. But we will need more evidence. Were you able to uncover anything? Well, I need to check in with the ambassador again. Can you do that quietly? Yes. We have an encrypted channel. He sits back on the bed and he says, Doros, the house has an opportunity to reclaim its glory and Still, it seems intent on confiding in Romulans. Some people will never change. They will go against their own Klingon nature and refuse to try and do better and be better. If there was any hope for the Durasses, I think that hope is long gone. Another reason why the great houses need to make room for minor houses like your own. There needs to be new blood. The old power struggles have gone on too far, and in a post-Dominion galaxy, we're going to have to contend with not having war to sate our lust for battle. There will be many who will continue to miss it, and they will not be content with an alliance with the Romulans. That will fall apart in only a matter of time, if you ask me. What I wonder is what's next? If we are victorious, if I am able to end Cargan's life, what happens next? Who is next in line? And how do we thoroughly snuff out these Romulan sympathizers and collaborators? If not, it will just be another head on the snake growing mm. back like those snakes we have on Konosh that mm. do that. <laughs> just like the legendary <laughs> snake. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, uh, So he nods as he's thinking about this and says, 
I suppose much depends on what Ambassador Jal has to say to us. Let's call him now. Hmm. Like this? And he stands up with his arms open, wearing only his gauntlets. <laughs> I think so. Makes a call. <laughs> this big grin on his face. Uh, I I open a channel. Opening. Okay, you still have the encrypted channel to Narendra Station. So as you open the hailing frequency, it takes a few moments as it travels through subspace and connects. And as the ambassador's face appears on the mini computer on your desk in your room here, Captain, you can see immediately a change has come over Jaw. Ambassador Jaw, the last time you spoke to him was filled with concern and worry, which is unusual for Jaw of House Martok. But this time, there's vitality in his face. You can see the energy in his eyes and the excitement when he sees you. It says, Commander Bamir, I've been waiting for you. Hello, Captain Tagal. And Tagal says, Ambassador, from behind you. He says, well, I think when General Cargan sent you to destroy Bamir, he didn't mean this way. Hmm? <laughs> Tagal says, I'll leave you two to talk and moves out of the frame. And Jaw leans in and looks at you, Bimir, and says, I have news, news that you will enjoy hearing. Very good news, Commander. Tell me immediately. I was but here. first, did you hear about the battle? Battle? No, what battle? We were ambushed by three birds of prey. No doubt they were from House Doris but we took them all out. One ran, I'm sure, back to Cargan and his people. I'm surprised you haven't heard anything. Cargan hasn't said anything. If he sent three birds of prey to destroy you, the third one may be alerting him to your victory. In which case, we will have to move quickly. Are you in transit? Yes. Good. Uh, he looks around for a second and you can hear the telltale signs of what sounds like a bottle clacking against the lip of a mug and sure enough moments later he downs a big thing of blood wine um as he sets it down he just says i was able to use my contact with the federation i don't know precisely how they were able to do this but i have something to show you this was taken from the database of General Cargan. It was a deleted file that had been recovered, a lost transmission. You're going to want to be sitting down for this. And reaches over and clicks, and you see an incoming transmission. And what comes up on screen gets your pulse pounding and your rage boiling. Coming up on screen, what you see is someone who's having a conversation. You're not hearing the words of the person they're speaking to, but that seems somewhat irrelevant as it comes clear that it's a channel that has been opened to Narendra Station and it's encrypted to be received by General Cargan. So you're not hearing what Cargan is saying, but the Romulan on the screen with blonde hair and cool, cunning blue eyes and a fierce look on her face. You see you are looking into the eyes 
of Sila. And the fury on her face, as she roughly says, I don't care what problems you are having, General. I have problems of my own. As you know, a certain Romulan has returned to the Romulan Star Empire, and that was supposed to have been dealt with. And because you failed to deal with Admiral Mindak, now I am having to deal with the newly empowered Romulan Senate, and the Tal Shiar cannot afford to help you and compensate for your incompetence. Do not contact me on this channel again. Once more, Doros is on its own. It cuts out. Cuts back to the ambassador and says, we have him, but Mir, we have him. But this means nothing unless we can kill him. Yes. And we cannot tip him off before we arrive at Narendra. We can't give him a chance to run and escape. Well, so do not show this to anyone yet. No, I haven't even shown it to my allies, though I can't guarantee the Starfleet contact I use to get this information has not shown it to their superiors. I'm not concerned about Starfleet. Do not send this. Let's put it this way. The moment my dagger pierces the general's heart, that is when you send this out to the entire Klingon Empire. Do you understand? I could send it to the Chancellor. I am of House Martok, and if I contact Martok, I can tell him that I have something of grave importance to show him. He will take my call. It might be the best way to handle this. Good. Good. Martok to see this, and every Klingon who put their faith in Cargan. Commander, I have an idea, but it will require your feedback, your permission. Ambush Cargan. Let him face you, but don't let him run. He will try to run. I will see what I can do. After Cargan, I am the most powerful Klingon on this station. I'm sure I can arrange something to prevent, say, anyone beaming off of the station when you arrive. And I'll talk to my science officer to see if we can upon arriving, immediately disable his and any other ship. Good, good, good. We might finally dislodge this tick. Jal, you are filled with honor. (laughs) It is my honor to help you, Commander. It is A pleasure to meet a Klingon who still knows what it means to serve the Empire first and to serve the Empire well.
Bamir out. <clears throat> Cuts out. Finishing putting on his clothes, Tigal says, Fuck you too, old man. <laughs> and he I, smiles at you. I just go over and give him like a light slap. Smack him across the face. You, he emits a low growl of arousal as you do this, and he just says, I want to be there when you kill Cargan. You should. I look forward to that. I want you to be there. I need to talk to my crew. I will return to my vessel then. I put my hand on his shoulder, and I just give it a really good hard squeeze. The flirtation falls away for a second as the two of you look at each other with the, the severity of what is about to take place. Look how far we've come, Targon. To Gaul. <laughs> Targon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no. Look how far we've come. Look how far you have come. A warrior of a minor house taking command of her own vessel against the protests of the High Council. And now you are set to bring down the most corrupt Klingon we have seen since the last civil war. You've earned this. You are an honor to us all. And he clasps your shoulder with his other hand. It was an honor to fight by your side today. I couldn't think of, I couldn't think of another captain I would have wanted to be in battle with. See to your crew. I must uh, oversee the repairs of my vessel. Kapla. Kapla. Turns on his heel. The grinding sound of the heavy door as he steps out and disappears. That replay in your mind, Commander. Sila, who is the villain of the quadrant, you have direct evidence now. How the hell did the Federation secret that out of his database? You have no idea. How Jaw got his hands on that, you don't really, that's, that's up to you, but damn, that's a prize. And it means you will now have leverage if you so choose to challenge Cargan to a duel. You can challenge a general above your rank to a duel now because you have evidence of his duplicity. Do I have to show that to the chancellor to have that duel or to the general or what's the- So here the protocol would be, he is under no obligation to accept a duel from a commander. However, with evidence, that slanders his honor, he would be compelled to kill you. Now, what happens to him after that really depends on how cunning he is and how many allies he has. But it's almost certain, Commander, that he is going to be a cornered animal with nothing to lose, except your death being the last thing he does before he himself is executed as a traitor. So it is going to be a lethal battle to kill him. But the glory here that you could bring to the Borku and to yourself and to your house, it quickens your pulse to think about it. In just a short amount of time, bringing down Cargan, a general 
of his great house. Everyone in the crew of the IKS Borku will gain renown for this. But you will have to present that evidence first. So that any Klingon who sees it will know that they can't stop you. They should not stop you, essentially. The validity of your claim has to be broadcast. Okay, great. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Let them know that. Four. But I didn't want to do it too soon so that he could try to run and hide. Yeah. So, so I guess, okay. I, I would like to now go to Omek and Kotar. Okay. Actually, just whole senior staff meeting. Um, okay, so then why don't we just do a cut to a senior staff meeting in the mess hall, cleared out. So it's just senior staff, all of you sitting at the big table. Commander Bamir at the head of the table, Nera Dodge. I'm munching on some targ jerky. Okay. Well, another battle is upon us. Mm-hmm. And before we can get to this battle, we need to make sure that the opponent cannot run and hide from it. So Kotar, Omek, I need you two to work together and figure out how, once we drop out of warp at Narendra Station, what is the best strategy for you to disable all ships so that Kargan cannot leave the station? I could, if you want to make a security check, that's going to be insight security. The difficulty will be one. Who is that? Oh, that's for Kotar. Mm-hmm. Who, who you're asking, yeah. And uh, you, if you have any like protocol, like tactical, like, oh, you have strategy, don't you? Don't you yes, have like, what is it? Um. No, it's Starship Tactics. Okay, yeah, it wouldn't apply here. So just go ahead and make yeah. that roll. And difficulty is one. Got it. Okay. So we want to disable all the ships before we get to Narendra Station? Well, so here's the thing. Keep in mind that technically the only Klingon vessels that are stationed at Starbase 364 are you and Tagal's vessel, Kavat. So there shouldn't be any other Klingon ships when you arrive. It'll only be Federation vessels. Um, What you know, Kotar, is that if you were to say beam directly into the general's quarters. That was my question. From a cloaked vessel, that will trigger the alert on Narendra station. The shields will go up and the station will go into lockdown with an intruder alert. Oh, love to hear that. Because I was going to- Security will be dispatched to the general's quarters, but no one's beaming out. Mm-hmm. Mark, I think that's what we want. That's what you want, yes. Yeah. Eric, is it possible to um, upload what was shown to our commander at the from that quarters or in the ship at all? People who come to Yeah, if, if Omek is willing to make a roll, you guys can broadcast what you uncovered. I'd love to. Uh, would I? Would I also be able to disable any of the sensors at Narendra Station? 
Like, uh, there's so many redundant systems on Narendra. What? And you wouldn't, you wouldn't like really need to. I think the only thing you guys would have to worry about is the possibility of a Borel class sort of prey that's lurking out there. But I'll give you this, Kotar. If you spend a momentum right now, I'll give you a piece of advice. From Do you have any momentum, guys? Oh yeah. Did you, you don't have any yeah. momentum? You have one momentum. Yeah, spend do. that one momentum, and I'll give you a piece of advice. Um, spend it. <laughs> If that Burrell bird of prey is still out there, then it's probably his escape plan. So you don't have to worry about being attacked again. Can but we... if shields go down on Narendra, he's probably gonna beam onto a cloaked vessel and you'll lose him. Okay, Commander. Here's what I got cooking up. Okay. And, um, what if Omec and I beam down onto this station I kill whatever security guards come to try to stop us. While I'm doing that, Omec will upload the footage that you have and beam it across the station. And while we are doing this, you blow up his escape trip. How do people like the sound of that? We, so remember, I, the Burrell is going to be cloaked probably. So you're not going to be able to blow it up unless it decloaks and tries to attack a superior force. But we can make it, can't we make it so that no one can beam out by triggering the alarm? Yeah, the shield's up. He's not going anywhere. And nobody well, he can, can get in. He can't, he can't go back to that ship? I misunderstood no. that. I thought he could get to that ship. No, with shields up on Narendra, no one's beaming in or out. Oh, well then, yeah. Uh, um, I, I would suggest that it might be better if, I think if Omex stays on board so that he has our ship at his disposal, uh, Kotar, I can go with you onto Narendra Station so that we can appropriate Kagal. But does it so Omec, Omec, Omec has more himself? Does it Omec need to upload to As long as I have access to the Klingon database, I should be able to upload whatever information we need to upload. Yeah. Um, you can do it more efficiently if you do it from Narendra Station, for sure. Yeah. Then let's do the three And there's us. also the point, there's also, it's also worth noting that if you, if you, Anything, any transmission you send from your ship, they can, it's, it's possible that they could try and locate your approximate position. They wouldn't be able to find you. Transmissions would not, they're not, they're not, it's not easy to locate. Hence why Chang was able to taunt Kirk while he was under cloak, but it's still possible. Dodge and I will do the murdering while Omac does the uploading. I say if, if the three of us are going, why can't all five of us go? No, the captain shouldn't be, because this might go poorly. We should keep the captain out of it. I believe the captain may want to drive the dagger into his heart herself. Oh, I must be there. The question oh, uh, is of exactly where he is, because that's where I need to be. Cargan is a coward. He won't, he won't come to attack us. He's in his quarters. How many we're, not going to give him that we're not going to give him much of a choice, though, are we? And Riek looks at you, Commander. No, we're not. We're bringing this to I'm, him. Let us all go to Narendra, then, and have a five-prong attack and take him under surprise and murder him mercilessly in his own quarters while also being proof. Well, all of our blades will sing. Do we need to make sure that Starfleet does not send its security to intervene upon internal Klingon affairs? I can handle that. 
I'll just oh. say we're on the Oh, good. Well, after you send the message out. Yes, definitely. So we'll need to know where Cargan is. Starfleet is going to be the variable here for sure. Because even though what y'all are doing, most diplomatic. Even though what y'all are doing is absolutely within the bounds of Klingon law and tradition, this is still a Starfleet starbase as much as it is a Klingon starbase. Even though there are more Klingons stationed here than Starfleet officers, this is a joint task. Op- this is a joint operation. So it's as much Starfleet territory as it is Klingon territory. Um, so it, it, Starfleet is, pr- I mean, it, Star- Starfleet is just going to be a variable. You don't know what you're up against with them. Mm. You don't mm-hmm. know how they're going to react. If we don't kill uh, Klingon, will that help? What's that? If we don't kill anything that's not a Klingon, will that help? Yes, that will help. Okay. If you injure or kill a Starfleet officer, this gets ugly fast. Mm-hmm. I, I would suggest, Ramyun, could you also beam onto the station and go find the highest Starfleet officer and use your diplomatic skills to let them know that we are on a Klingon mission that yeah. involves Klingons only? Ramyun, I'll tell you now, that's Admiral April Eber. I can do that, Commander. At least for okay. the duration of our meeting with General Cargan. Fantastic! You do the talking, we'll do the doing. Riek slides you a look, Ramyan. When when Adaj says you do the talking, she just glances at you. Doesn't say anything. Um, well, what are we doing? Let's go kill some chaitas. Yes, one more, one more thing. We need to figure out very quickly where Cargan is. Now, I can make another call to Admiral Jahl and ask him to pinpoint Cargan's location. If that is the best route. That's smart, because if you scan, they're going to detect a sensor scan. Also, we won't be able to skip. We'll just see Klingon bodies. We won't know who is who. Or can I hack into the uh, database and see when he last communicated, like the last time, and trace that back to maybe a... It's possible, the, but the, the route of using Jaw is actually probably going to be the most efficient for you guys, because Jaw can actually... I mean, Jaw can not only give like, you a, a, <laughs> like a real-time location as to where he is, but could even perhaps lead him somewhere for an ambush. Yeah, okay. Let's jump him. Let's okay. do it. <laughs> In that case, we're going to cut to the main event. <laughs> we're jumping. Yeah. Question, sorry, before we What's start up? this wonderful scene. Yeah. Um, what did the values give you again? If you spend a value, you can do things like get a reroll, a free reroll, or you can spend a value to uh, immediately gain two successes as if you had just rolled a critical. Perfect. Thank Stuff you. Like that. Yeah. I'll save, but that's what but I mean. The value do. has to, you have to rationalize how that value works. Well, so if, it, if it's like, <laughs> I really just love Legos. That's not going to help you open fire on a ship. Do you know what I mean? So, um, although, I don't know. It's pretty fucking cool Legos out there. So. Uh, anyway. I, 
I would like to just right before we drop out of warp, um, Bamir is going to go to the holodeck and put up uh, a program that is uh, a special cave on Konosh. Mm-hmm. And she's going to say a quick, just like invocation of Kalish. Okay. To keep her honor and strength in this. You basically create that cave with two torches, the family Batleth laying in front of you. Bamir, you know that the next hour is going to change the course of your life forever. Whatever happens next, even if it's a glorious death, whatever happens next is going to alter everything. I call upon my ancestors. Keliv and Rovek, the ancestors of this great house Kevek, to put fire in my blood to kill this Petak. Amen. <laughs> Gain a momentum, everybody. <laughs> Can I be. And, uh, gain an XP, everybody. Oh, I don't think they. Um, will be needed much, but while we're coming out, can I be talking to the whole um, tactical crew and giving sure. them up? Um, mm-hmm. Today we died, 300 speech. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'd be like, you all were smart enough to see past my mixed blood, and you realize that all that matters for Klingons is the blood that we spill. Today, we will make the galaxy flow with the blood of our enemies. These traitors will sit upon our blades and we will sit at the Hall of Victors. And everybody goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This roar. Kotar, it wasn't just a few years ago where when people looked at you, they saw, if you were lucky, they saw half Vulcan. But Klingons look at you and they see half Romulan. They just see the ears. They don't give a damn. Now though, everyone is in unison, a warrior. And there's a roar erupting from the becks in front of you as they scream and begin a song. And it just roars over as it just picks up more and more volume. As you guys are coming out of warp, the entire ship is broken out into song. As this, as the ship leaves warp and you guys come out in the vicinity of Narendra Station, a few things immediately strike you as you're looking at the view screen, Commander. First of all, surprise, surprise, there are two Federation starships currently docked. One of them is the USS Thunderchild. And it looks like the Thunderchild has been in a fight or something because it's left nacelle, it's or rather it's starboard nacelle has been all but blown away. It's missing. And there looks like there's heavy damage. The other vessel that's not the Akira class is the Intrepid class, the USS Johnson, which is also docked here. So you immediately take note that there is a Starfleet presence here in a big way. Two of the three ships stationed here in the Shackleton Expanse are currently docked, along with all the other civilian vessels. It's worth noting, not intimidating though, because you know seconds later, a Vorcha class warship is coming out of, clo- is coming out of warp under cloak. 
as you all near the station. You make contact with Jal as per your plan. Jal informs you that currently General Cargan is in his quarters. He is in there with one of his aides. Otherwise, two guards stationed at the door. It's in the middle of the day station time right now. So a lot of activity on Naringer Station. Now, Bamir, even with Cloak, the sensor nets that protect Narendra Station will detect you if you get too close under Cloak. They will, it's, think of it like, like active sonar pings being sent out into the ocean. A starbase doesn't have to worry about its positioning. All it needs to do is listen. So it's really good at picking and approaching vessels under a cloak, especially since the Dominion War. It's gotten really good. Star, Starfleet technology has all gotten really good at detecting ships that are trying to camouflage themselves on approach. However, you are in transporter range where you all are. And as the IKS Borku comes to station keeping, you hear a silent confirmation coming from your allied ship. It's now or never. <clears throat> Got to hit that broadcast first, right? You can do it. Uh, you're, oh, so the actually, broadcast is being, it's being broadcast from the ranger station. Yeah. Right. So, so we, we need in. to get down there. Yeah. Can, can we give uh, I'm How close can we get? How close can we get if we transport in to Cargan's quarters? Well, if you, so Cargan's quarters is not the same as, well, that's not true. You could actually access the station from Cargan's quarters because his computer does have command access, but you would need to hack through his command access to gain the full state. What you might do is beam into the Admiral's quarters We Let's do that. To speak to her, 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 her room, basically her main meeting room. A bears. Mm-hmm. And give it to her to broadcast. Will she do it? If you roll, I'll make sure she does it. You, you talk, you talk the talk. It's entirely possible she'll give you full access. I don't like relying on Starfleet. <laughs> Can I use my value for other people? No. Don. Nope. Well. Dog, no. let's get in there. Let's beam over, get everyone on board, and start this fight. Can we do two separate beam ins? No, it'll shut down right when one comes in, doesn't it? Dog. No, everybody has to beam in at the same time. And then Omex got to work Omex magic. We okay. beam in by Abar. We send her to Amyan to go tell her what we're about. Well, tell her we are on a special mission. And then the rest of us go to where we need to go. Okay. All right. I, that, that way, I want my batleth. I want the record to show that I'm grabbing it. <laughs> okay, if you're taking a batleth, I reward myself one threat. Uh, I'm bringing my, I, although I would love to bring the batleth, the quarters are probably not very large, so I actually want They're to They're huge. Oh, they are? The Admiral's quarters are like a small gallery. There, oh, okay. the, the general, the general, where the general is. When I say quarters, what I'm actually talking about is their main office. Oh, okay, okay. So these are these are like small, like miniature halls, basically. Okay. Oh, okay. There, there will be yeah, plenty of room. In that case, I will bring my belt. I don't have an opportunity cost though, because I have a talent that means I can always That's just right. have, have it yeah. on me. 
Um, well, I also, you equip a batlet. You don't have to pay the opportunity cost, but batlets will always add threat because it is a big killer. Okay. All right, yeah. that's. Um, I can I still have because Idaj gave me a a dagger in my boot. Can I still have that? I wouldn't have sure. taken it out. Sure. I mean, you know, besides the Tagal time, I would have yeah. just put my boots back I, on. <laughs> Chekhov dagger, not that Chekhov. <laughs> <laughs> not that Chekhov. Okay. Sorry, lots of crosstalk. What was that? Sorry, quick question. Does that mean I have two daggers because I have my own and then the one Idaj gave me? Uh, yes, we'll say you have two daktaks on you. One from okay. your house and one of Adaj's house. Thank you, Adaj. And uh, Commander, is it okay if I actually go with Ra'amyan? Because um, I have, uh, as my value, my mind is sharper than any dagger and together we are mighty. So maybe both of us can convince her to uh, let us upload that information. That way we can broadcast it out. Is that okay? He's asking you, Aliza. Commander. Oh, me. <laughs> um, well, uh, only if you promise me that if for any reason she says no, you will still just find a way to do it and hack into the system. <laughs> because I, it needs to happen. I have my dagger on the side of me. Just in case. <laughs> you only need your science mind to hack. You're right. I don't want to ask you to go against your nature, but I do need this to happen. I, I will warn you, if you kill an admiral in Starfleet, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it, fam. Shit that would happen from that. I don't want to PvP the Ross guys. <laughs> <laughs> it would be it would be bad. It would be very bad. I misspoke. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just giving you heads up. So that you it, it's cool. understanding. Let's do it. Okay. Let's go set Cargan! Let's make some body the flow. So just so I understand, some of you are beaming into Abear's office and some of you beaming in just outside of General Cargan's office and storming his office. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So we have Omek and Ra'amyan beaming into Abear's office. And then we have Kotar, Adaj, and Bamir beaming to go say hello to the general. Okay. This goes down. The red energy beam of the transporter activating. You watch the IKS Borku vanish before your very eyes as this curtain of red energy appears in front of you. As your molecules are transported one by one into your target. As you begin to materialize inside of Abear's office, your vision is immediately greeted by the figure at a desk rising rapidly and reaching for something. You can also hear the klaxon of an alarm blaring the moment you guys have started to energize inside the station. By the time you've materialized, all of Starbase 364 is at red alert. And the doors to Abear's office are thrown open as two security officers come storming in. One of them is a Vulcan holding a phaser. And at Cargan's office, when you three beam in, you're greeted by a slightly less hostility just because the image of Klingons appearing in the Klingon quarter is not as alarming. Also, you see 
uh, Ambassador Jaw is here as you beam in. There are three security officers as you beam into the main office, and one of these attaches stands up with the eyes wide as the three of you appear. <clears throat> and as you materialize, the ambassador throws up in his hands and says, All of you, lower your weapons! They are here on my orders as a member of the House Martok. The two security officers standing by the door hesitate. The attache, however, obeys Jaw and lowers his hands and takes a step back. <clears throat> but we have to get to what's happening in the Admiral's office because that's a situation that needs to be diffused immediately. The Vulcan that comes into the room, those of you who are familiar with Narendra Station, identify him. This is Commander Sivek. He is a hard-ass, well-trained Vulcan security officer who is also in first command of the Federation forces here at Narendra Station. And the look in his eye indicates that he's getting ready to stun himself some Klingons. <clears throat> now, because the two of you have beamed in, you do have initiative right now. Admiral Abair has, standing behind her seat, she has risen from her seat and also gone for a phaser. What uh, do y'all do? You have this one instance. What do you do? I have the talent defuse detention. Nice fucking timing Quincy. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> what would you like to do? Um, immediately just just go, we're here on urgent business. Apologies for, you know, I don't know if you want me to say it beforehand or after after a roll. Do, do it now. This is, you're, you're using the language the Federation would understand. Apologies for the sudden intrusion, but me, but my fellow crew member and I have urgent news. We have data showing Car General Cargan's treachery and conspiracy with Sela, And we wish to show you so that we may A, inform our friends in the Federation and Starfleet, and secondly, to inform you that we are handling this as an internal Klingon affair by the authority of Ambassador Jal himself. So please, we come bearing no extra arms. We wish only for you to see this data and to broadcast it. And I show that we're, we're only normal Klingon armed. Our hands aren't even on the weapons. Just okay. the normal character and disruptor. <laughs> Honestly, Klingons coming into the room and saying, don't shoot, we have this, is enough to get anyone's attention because that's unusual. <laughs> um, so what does diffused attention give you here? Um, whenever I attempt a task to persuade someone not to resort to violence, I may add a bonus d20 to my dive pool. Nice. Make a roll. The difficulty of this is going to be five. Hmm. Okay. Uh, let's see. I have focus. This is a presence command roll. I do have focus persuasion. Okay. Um, let's see here. Papa determination. Let's see. I have a couple that may. Words and weapons are best used in concert to get your way. Yes, that would absolutely apply. All right, then I'm gonna use that. That immediately gives you two successes. So you need three successes now. Um, do, do you, you have any determinations? He just burned it. Yeah. <laughs> um, we have the one momentum. Do you guys need it? I mean, depending on how much you roll right now, you might get- Yeah, you might get back. some back for us. You, yeah. I mean- Just take so, it? Yeah. Take it. All right, so, so you're gonna get three dice. You're gonna get four dice total for this roll. Okay. Uh, Come on, 
Oh, you know what though, Philip, you can assist with this. So I would say, Philip, roll reason and command. Okay. Ooh, hmm. What's your What's your command, Philip? It's only a one. Okay, so uh, sorry to, to metagame a bit. I also have collaboration command, which is that whenever an ally attempts a task using command, um, I can spend the momentum to give him my command score and one of my focuses. It's up to you. Do you think that's a more efficient spend? Although, what's your presence? You only have one momentum, so if you burn that on that, you're going to lose that extra fourth die. What's your presence, Philip? Eight. Okay, never mind, because it's yeah. <laughs> still have the eight presence. All right, yeah, yeah. All right, so make the roll, and Philip, go ahead and make your roll. Tell me what y'all guys get. You have two Come successes on. right now. You need three more. Come on, boys. You got this. Flat three, no, no, either ors. How about you, Philip? What'd you get? I got a four success because my uh, reason and so you're gonna gain that momentum back is twelve. Quincy, you counted your two auto successes. Oh, three plus the whatever. So you got five plus yeah. one success. You're gonna get one momentum back. Okay, so you say all of that. You managed to get that out, Ramyan. You say all of this with. With Omek standing next to you, looking unthreatening, his hands up, holding the data rod. Um, Abear goes, what the hell is this? And she raises her hand as Cyvek, who is taking aim, pulls his phaser back. And she says, ah, all right, you've got my attention, Klingon. You oh, want man. to use my computer to just let you pop in what could possibly be some kind of data bomb that'll drop our shields, and I'm going to need a little more than that. I'm not going to shoot you like I should. If we could maybe possibly show you the video, then you'll see that this is proof that we need to broadcast this immediately. She looks for a second glances over at Cyvek, who just quirks an eyebrow in that traditional Vulcan way, and says, All right, show me. Meanwhile, the Klingon standing at the door, one of them looks at you, Bamir, and says, That's Commander Bamir. You see the threat about to occur, but none of one of them make a move but you can see the violence in their eyes suddenly, realizing that they can't let you in. They eye Adage, they eye Kotar, but they don't make a move. What do you do? The ambassador standing next to you. I look the one who whispered uh, in, in the eyes and I say, what is more important to you? Your house or the entire Klingon empire? You see the confusion on his face, and he looks over at the other guard who's, like, also shaking his head. He doesn't understand. What do you mean? What house are you? I, I serve the house of Galron. And if Galron, if you found Galron to be treacherous, what then? Would you defend Gowron and his treachery? 
Or would you wish to restore honor to the entire Klingon Empire? I do not know. You know. I choose the Empire. I am not of House Galron. You hear the other Klingon say. He knows. He just will not say it out loud. We all know what we would do. And that is why we are here. The doors open as two more Klingon security officers rush into the room. The doors, this, this is behind you, by the way. So as, as two more Klingon security officers rush into the room, they, don't, they have their weapons drawn, but they don't immediately open fire. They pause when they see Klingons gathered outside the general's uh, hall. They spot you, Bamir, and then moments later, like a, a beat later, one of them just says, what is this? Who are you? <sighs> I'm Commander uh, Bamir. And I, I chime in and say, I, and I am Commander Edaj, and I serve the Klingon Empire. Do you? Uh, and I'm going to use my uh, focus, which is vocal delivery, and also give a sort of like mini speech about how the houses are unimportant when the Klingon Empire is the ones that we deserve. And I'm going to walk around and get really into their faces with all of this and just really like slap them across the face and be like, we serve the Klingon Empire. <laughs> Who do you serve? Klingons. Are you independent only to a house? and just like go around and make a presence command roll here and Jaw is going to assist you. Uh, Sorry, command, presence command? Presence command, the difficulty of this is going to be three. I got two successes. And is someone assisting me? Yeah, Jaw was assisting you. He rolled a three. Okay. So Jaw steps forward and says, remember when we fought the Dominion? Remember when we were united? One empire, one house. Klingons coming together to live and die with honor. Listen to what she says. Behind those doors, the traitor. And we will prove it. We will prove it. Let her pass. The two Klingons standing at the doors look at each other and nod to you, Bamir. And the Klingon security officers behind a Dodge who have just been like assaulted with this screaming from a Dodge, they too lower their weapons, curious to see what's about to happen. Nobody makes a move on you. I walk towards the door. The doors slide open and this vast room opens in front of you. Behind a desk, you see that thick, heavy set Klingon with the scowl on his face standing there, a bat left in his hand, waiting for you. I see you have prepared for our meeting. And I pull my bat left off of my back. It has been some time since I have killed Tog. As he moves around the side of the desk, 
stop. You disobeyed a direct order. Why I should I to... not have you executed like a criminal? You can try, but I do not take orders from Pitaks who collaborate with Romulans. Ha! You have no proof of such charges. I Up see. on the screen. <laughs> Up on the screen as the words leave his mouth. Across the command deck of Narendra Station. Sila appears. People sitting in the Wasted Space bar, even the holograms that are serving drinks pause. The Ferengi at a store on the other side of the station glances up from an eyeglass as he's looking at a rock. What? As everyone sees broadcasting up on top of these view screens and holographic projectors, the recording of Admiral Sela of the Tall Shiar speaking to General Cargan. And Cargan turns and looks at this. And he slowly turns and looks back at you. And as his eyes meet yours, Bamir, he stops listening to the message. And you immediately sense a Klingon who knows, who knows. There's a soft beat for a second. And he charges you with a batleth raised over his head. I get into my uh, defense position. All right. My friends, Commander Bamir versus General Cargan. It has begun. So, let's go ahead and crack this open. This is Control Security. The difficulty is one. Oh, I'm sorry, this is Daring Security. The difficulty is one. Um, what are the stats of the Batleth again? If you wouldn't mind. Oh, oh I have them here. You have them? Okay. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, let me get those stats for me real, qu- real quick. It's three damage, correct? Is it base damage? Batleth. Three, and then damage seven. Heavy blade, yeah. Three, vicious one. Three, vicious sorry. One. Three damage dice, vicious one. And what was the other question? Sorry. That was all I needed. Okay, cool. So your damage is three plus security, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. He's coming at you, Bamir. You are both of you now. Now, melee combat in Star Trek is brutal and it is quick. And the way it works is his attack is your attack as well. He's going to be rolling his daring security at difficulty one. You're going to be rolling your daring security at difficulty one. The winner of this is going to get to be able to hit, essentially. Um, So let me just call up. One moment. Okay. Okay. So go ahead and make your daring security check. Uh, I would like to. I have the talent warrior spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I if I am um, add threat add to threat when giving or receiving melee attack, I can reroll my dice pool. Okay, cool. I'm going to call upon a value as well. Um, which, sorry, when I make it on our target, and I buy one or more d20s by adding a threat. That's what it is. So I'd like to buy a, a 
1d20 using one threat. Oh, you're okay. Yeah. Okay. Threat. Sorry. Okay. What could go wrong? <laughs> I know. What it's like the reroll um, makes it worth it. Don't, okay? we have, don't we have three momentum? What's that? Don't we have three momentum? Do we have three now? We have the one from from my yeah. We need success, and we got three for one of the things. Didn't we for the? I I was not keeping track of your weapon, so you guys are gonna have to tell me. All right, I'm sorry. I was keeping track of your uh, momentum. We got three with the addition of the general. I think we have one, as far as I can tell. Would be better. Good. You got that. We we spent our last one on your roll, and then you got it back for us, though. So, okay. One instead of giving him threat, I'm just trying to keep you alive. I will <laughs> use that momentum after this. Okay. Okay. It's all good. It's I'm all calling good. upon a value. He is calling upon metal is proven in battle. So he gets two auto successes. He's two auto successes. Uh, should I should I pop my determination now or later? It's definitely gonna happen. Ooh, you might want to. I might have to. He is he is a major NPC and he is deadly. So you might want to, yeah. All right, I'll pop my determination of uh, my value of oh 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 where are my values. Are we not getting involved in this fight, by the way? This is, yeah, this is between Bamir and the general. If you got involved, you dishonor Bamir. Me and Kotar are just going to hang out on the side and just chill them. While they're, while they're fighting, I lean to those security guards and I'll be like, you made the right choice. Mm. Um, so We're making on Empire, right, guys? So my values would the ones that might apply are perseverance is the path to glory and honor. A warrior has no script, or I must make a way out of no way. I think the first one would apply here. Perseverance. Yeah. Okay. So go ahead and tell me how many successes you got. Okay. Three successes. He's gonna beat you by one. Oh wait, I'm sorry. Five total. I have because five. Of, oh, because five. of your your spend. Yeah. You're gonna beat him by one. <laughs> All right. So that batleth comes down. Go ahead and roll damage. And damage is six. Yeah. Damage is three plus your security rating. Which is six. I mean, yeah. six total. Yeah. Let's go ahead and roll. Okay. Six. Ooh, okay, pretty good. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven and points. Three effects. Wait. Wait. Oh my god, are these all effects? This is this is what I rolled. Uh, the Starfleet symbol and the six is an effect. Okay. So, so those are two effects. Two effects. So that's two, four, six, eight damage. All right. Hit this one. Okay. So eight damage minus his armor brings it down to seven. That's going to inflict an injury. I'm going to spend two threat to avoid the injury. 
the batleth smashes down on top of him. You make contact with the flesh. As he brings that batleth down on top of yours, it's a clanging sound against the backdrop of this wall of stars and the starships that are behind all of you. Uh, you, you take the blow with the batleth bringing it up overhead, swing it off over the side and slash down, cutting him across the side of his body. Um, he is going to retaliate by trying to hit you again. It's actually going to be, yeah. Uh, it's going to be your action now, actually. Oh. Yeah. Um, it, it, okay, just roll again? Yeah, if you're going to attack him with your bat left, yes. Then, yes. Yes, I am. Okay. Uh, I'd like to spend that momentum now. Okay. Get an extra die. And is there anything? Oh, well, I could do the threat thing again. You know what? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and uh, give you a threat to add a fourth die. Okay. Ooh. Oh, okay. I got one crit. What's my number again? I'm going to spend two threats. Daring and security, so 13. So it's three threat. All right. I got four successes. Okay. One was a crit. All right, one sec. Uh, okay, uh, he actually beats you on that roll by one. Okay. As the second, as the batlet strike comes down, there's a clanking sound again as he does a reverse spin off of it. And as he whirls around, you can hear this ugly snarling noise as he slashes out at you. Um, he is going to actually forgo doing damage. I'm going to spin two threat to disarm you. Hi. As he brings down the batlet, there's a clanking sound and the batlet falls from your grip and he shoves you back. And you see this grin on his face as he lunges for you again. Is it his go now? Yep, it's his turn. Okay. And he attacks. Uh, go ahead and roll your roll your resistant check here. So this okay. is going to be Melee again. We are out of momentum, huh? Yep, and he has got a pool of threat. <laughs> I got, uh, oh wait, oh yes. Oh wait, I, oh, oh my God. Yes, okay, okay. I have, uh, uh, one of my focuses is bat left, like melee weapons bat slash bat left. Um, and I rolled a three and this is security check and my security is three. But you're not holding a bat left anymore. Oh, dang it. Well then I got one success. <laughs> can, I, can I bring up something? Yes. You've got daggers in your boot. Oh, yeah. Uh, I didn't know if I could pull those out yet. I thought it's a minor was... action on your on your on your action. You'll be able to. But I can't um, pull them out yet. It, or? Not right now, because you're defending yourself. Right. OK, so that's when it's I... your action, you'll be able to pull those. But oh, I knew. Oh, I knew. I knew. <laughs> and you could also use your action to pick up your bat left again. Well, in dramatic fashion. That would be okay. So what did you get? How many successes? One. OK. 
He's gonna hit you. And this time, How he's, gonna do, he's gonna do damage. All right, I can take it. I'm tough. Uh, hey, wait a minute. Hold up. I may have fallen out of order here. He disarmed you. It should be your attack. Okay. So I'm going to have to, in order to keep this going, I'm going to spend two momentum and I'm going to call it a swift task so he gets a second action. I'm going to spend two threat. So then now he is attacking you. However, okay. that's going to, it won't make a difference because he rolled four successes to hit you. Um, so, uh, wait, what did you roll? You rolled three or? I just rolled one just now. Oh yeah, he's going to hit you. Okay, so yeah, yeah he, still, he still hits you. But at least now it's in keeping with the rules. So two. Okay. All right, Bamir. What's the damage? You're going to need to spend momentum to avoid an injury. Um, he does nine points of damage. I don't have any momentum. What is your, what's your stress? Um, I think it's eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. Okay. So you are going to take, okay, so you take nine, so you're going to take one injury. Don't I soak some of that? Because of armor plus Brakul? Oh, Brakul. Tell me what that does again. All right. It is. The, t the character gains plus two resistance against all, well, non-lethal attacks. In addition, whenever the Klingon is target of a first aid task, reduce difficulty by one. Okay, yeah. So you can, here's what you can do. You can give me threat to get momentum and avoid an injury. I'll do that. Okay. Yeah. Do I still take so, damage though? Yeah, you're going to take that damage, but you're not going to go down. All right. Because one injury is usually enough, but you're actually going to avoid the injury this round. You can't do that again, though. Okay. Okay. He brings that Batleth down. As you begin to like step back, the disarm, he tries to put himself between you and the Batleth. And as you kind of maneuver around a little bit, he swings that. To his credit, this thick Klingon is a lot more agile, and his ability to use that Batleth, his skill, the precision, it occurs to you, Bamir, how lethal this general is. He reverses the grip, swings it around, and leans down almost like an elbow strike and brings the blade of the batleth across the top of your chest, cutting deep through your armor and dropping you down to one knee. You can't afford to get hit again or you're in deep shit. I'm going to, um, while I'm down on one knee, grab both of my dick tacks, one from the boot, one from the hip, okay. and just charge him low. Okay. Or if his, well, I guess depending on where he ha where he's holding his bat left, I'm gonna charge. Um, I'm just gonna try to get him on the ground, like knock him down. Uh, okay. Let's make make a daring security check and see if you can get him. Uh, I will spend a threat to get an extra die. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> that talent is like literally a double-edged sword. Literally. Yes. Oh. Oh, okay. Okay, that was good. One, two, three, four, four successes. I rolled I thought, zero successes. Oh, I thought the seven was a delta. I was like, ooh, but no. I rolled was, zero, so you're gonna get three momentum and you're gonna hit him, so roll damage. Hell yeah. Um, what's, what's the Use the momentum. What's that? Use the you momentum. Use momentum. What's the damage for this type of attack, though? Because I was... Uh, 
A Dick Talk, I believe, does one damage plus your security, but it is also vicious one. All right. So that's four die. Lethal. Yeah. What's deadly mean on the Dick Talk? Deadly means that it, you immediately gain a threat for using it. <laughs> but I, I'm not going to double that up. Um, that was not a good damage roll. Can you, can I... spend, you can spend momentum to reroll damage. I will do that. And you don't have to reroll all of it. You can just reroll the dice that you want to reroll. Great. Yeah. Better. Okay. So I got four damage. Four? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, he's got to, he has to spend to avoid injury. Good. Good. The shitty thing about major NPCs is they don't have a limit on how many times they can spend to avoid injury. So long as I have threat, I can what? keep avoiding injury. This could go on forever. Uh, no, he can go on forever. So long as I have threat, you can't. Ah. This, is, this is, this is your con fight, basically. I got to stop giving you threat. Um, but you brought his stress <laughs> Chris, down. You. He is, the injury is apparent as the knife slams into the side of his ribs. He goes, Argh! and he stumbles back a bit as you see this pink, dark, reddish blood begin to spurt out from his armor. You all watch with bated breath as Bamir picks herself up off the ground, like wary, a little bit of dizziness setting in as the blood loss and the impact. Bamir, you're sure even with those doubled ribcage and the armor, you probably broke the collarbone. That batleth impacting heavily on your chest shattered something, and you're feeling the pain burning through the upper part of your body. It's causing it, it's making it slightly difficult to keep a strong grip on the daggers, but the tenacity and knowing that your ancestors are watching, you hold the dagger steady, roll an attack. He lets out a gutterous cry as he throws himself at you again. Ah! He's going to swing that batleth at you. I'm going to spend a momentum. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Wow, the tide of battle has turned against him dramatically suddenly. <laughs> oh, I, Roll I, your I, dice. I rolled two successes. Okay, you're going to beat him. <laughs> you're going to beat him. I did not roll a single success on that attack. Holy crap! <laughs> and I'm okay. saving my threat so I can keep avoiding injury. I can't spend for right now. So go ahead and make your damage roll. All right. I. Oh, I got an effect. Uh, I'm so sorry. I should know this by now. All these years I've been playing this dang game. The effect is two damage. It's vicious one. So, so this is three, total. Three damage, yeah. Okay. Minus one for his body armor. That right. brings him to zero stress, which is an injury. So I have to spend two threat to avoid injury. <laughs> oh, God. So the bat lift comes down. You, you don't know where you find the reserve of energy, but you manage to get out of the way. Maybe the injury is starting to show in him now, Bamir. And the Batleth comes crashing down onto the ground. You just slide out of the way, stumbling a little bit, remembering your training. It's um, now your I, action. What do you did doing? I get momentum from that last one? Oh, yes, you did. Yes, you did. Thank you for reminding me. You absolutely did. Yeah. Okay. And is he disarmed now? Did he drop the Batleth or just... No, he still has his Batleth. You can use your action to pick up yours, though, if you like. Nah, I don't think I can fight as well with that injury and okay. that list. So I want to disarm him. So in order to disarm him, you have to land a hit and then spend two momentum. Oh, interesting. Okay. Just kill him. Yeah. All right. I'm just going to try to do the same thing as before. Rush him with the dick talk. Dick okay. Talk. Roll the attack. He's going to roll. Spending momentum for that extra die. 
Ooh, okay. We'll see if you get this. Whoa! <laughs> okay. Oh, dang it. Okay. One, two, three. One is a crit. Yeah. Okay. All right. I rolled two. <laughs> I rolled an eight and a 14. Uh, uh, it, it doesn't really matter what damage you do because it's going to cause another injury immediately. I'm going to spend my last two threat to avoid the injury. As you knife him again, he goes stumbling back. The blood is starting to rise and he starts moving around. As, as you pull the dagger free from his thigh, he just... <sighs> the two of you are bleeding out. You both look like hell. Neither one of you giving up. Cargan paces next to you. The two of you kind of circle, dragging yourselves, beaten bloody. <sighs> My last act will be dragging your soul to Graythor with me. No one from a minor house will be my killer. At least you know where you're going. He's rolling his attack. Watch him again. <laughs> All right, this is it. And this is my last momentum. I'm out of threat. Good. Ah, I'm out of threat. Roll good. I got two successes. He got two successes. Oh! <laughs> Can we spend any momentum to reroll? What's that? Can we spend momentum to reroll? Don't we have momentum left still? She used our last one on that roll, right? right? God damn it. <laughs> But can we cheer on our commander or throw her an extra dick talk or something? We're in the room with her. So we're just sitting here like... Is there a command task that, that a dodge can... Command the mayor! You can do this! <laughs> I just want to throw a dagger at her. I, I think we're out of momentum. Unless I counted wrong. Who does Ty go to? Uh, when you're attacking... Wait a minute, hold on. I may have done that wrong. Uh, uh, I did do that wrong. So 10, 17. I'm, oh, how many successes did you get? Two, just now. Yeah, that eight is not gonna, I'm sorry, that, uh, then yeah, he got two successes as well. Yeah, that's what. Okay, that's what. cool, so. You were attacking Stand him. Stand in the mirror. Uh, security. I think so. Sweep the leg. I think that was security rating of the defender. Give me one. Give me one second. This is yep. one of the rare instances where I want to make sure mm -hmm. because because of the ruling here, I want to make sure that I get this correct. Because this, this is the role of the game, and I want to make sure that we do this appropriately. I'm just talking to Kotar on the side, be like, hey, it do you think it'd be side. weird if I, threw, if I threw sand at them in the middle of this? Is that weird? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just want sand. us to win. I just want us to win. We're just watching this all play out. Only if it's honorable sand. 
Ah, fine! We'll just sit on the side with your kotar! We're watching on internal security. Me and Omek are like, oh, jeez, look what's happening over there. <laughs> ah! Okay, here we go. This is so painful. Oh. You can do this, Vamir! Woo! Uh, kotar, do a two-person wave with me! <laughs> this is very... Stand by, everybody. Sorry about this. Kotar! Do it with me! Do it one person wave. I support the commander. Uh, me and Ramyan got the best pay per view channel right here. We got, we got it on lock. Oh, are you watching on like monitors, station monitors? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna punch Kotar. Come on, man! Just work with me here. This is a very intense fight. I know this is not your nature to care. I am stressing. <laughs> <laughs> Me, oh, too. We both have our own ways of stressing out. Come on. Which one of these guys? Uh, okay. There it is. What does that mean? Um. <laughs> How do you kill him, Bamir? Well, the last time I, I rushed him, <laughs> the last time I rushed him, that definitely knocked the dang bat left out of his desperate hands. Um, and I knock him up against the wall. I just kind of drive my body into him, knocking uh, the wind and the bat left out of him. Uh, he's up against the wall. I have the dick talks here at his throat. And I say, I think you will enjoy your time in Greythor. You draw two batlets across his throat. It's enough to almost sever the head and the blood bursts out onto your armor, mixing in with the blood that was already drailing down your chest. Ew. He... <laughs> stumbles forward and grabs the desk and then in the last act of defiance he reaches down with a shaky hand and he pulls out his diktach and you see him open it like he's going to attack you, Pamir. And he General Cargan leader of Klingon forces here on Narendra Station, House of Katal, son of Talak, falls dead at your feet, <laughs> hitting the ground with a heavy thud. The voice of Sila playing on loop in the background as his blood begins to pool all over the ground in front of you. The dizziness overcoming you, Bamir, as you too are on the verge of blacking out. Your wounds only thing keeping you standing right now is the adrenaline that demands a war cry so that the Black Fleet can know that one day you will be among them. This Klingon, no. There's a scream coming. Anyone who's listening. Ah! <laughs> and then I collapse. <laughs> I go grab her before she falls over. <laughs> grab her as she's about to pitch forward. And you look at your captain, every Klingon in the room, showing deference, respect, and awe for Commander Bamir. 
for this honorable victory of slaying this traitor. Can we rush over those of us that aren't in the room? Yes. One by one, you all approach your commander and you help her. We're going to cut to a day later. Amir, when your eyes open slowly, you find yourself in the medical ward here on Narendra Station. Your chest hurts, but the flesh has been mended back together. Your rib cage burns, but the bones have been mended back together. Sitting next to your bed is a woman, maybe about 5'5", Indian descent from the looks. She is human, obviously, and wears the bars of a vice admiral in Starfleet. You've seen her once from afar. This is Admiral April Hebert. She looks at you and she's reading a data pad. And as you come to, she sets it down. She goes, still alive? This doesn't look like Stovacor. <laughs> I hope not. Federation Medical Facility would be a hell of a joke to pull on Klingons if this was Stovacor. <laughs> Ow. Ugh. So, that was a hell of a stunt. I hope you realize that you did the honorable thing. It was Klingon internal politics. And when Starfleet agreed to this joint mission out here on the edge of space, we knew that that was going to come with some things that we didn't necessarily understand or agree with. We have a different way of handling traitors in Starfleet, but I'm not here to judge. According to Klingon law, you did everything right. Chancellor Martok has personally contacted me to let me know that you will not be imprisoned for slaying the general. And I'll let the ambassador tell you the rest. But uh, I just wanted to be here when you woke up. She stands and says, Nicely done. That's off the record. And tell your officers they ever beam into my office like that again, I'll stun them and mount them on my wall. Are you sure you're not a Klingon? Not always, no. You hear the door open as Ambassador Jaw enters the room and Admiral Abraham nods to him and says, well, get some rest. And she walks out as Ambassador Jaw steps forward with a big smile on his face. Jaw. Captain. Successful mission. Yes. I would say so. So, Chancellor Martok has asked me to deliver you a personal message of thank you. He's been informed of the duel between you and Cargan. He's been given the data rod so he knows the information. That information, of course, has been passed on to our allies in the Romulan Empire. Uh, the Romulan ambassador, Pugino, 
will be walking around as though he had hemorrhoids for the next two weeks, which will be amusing, if nothing else. But it's my personal honor to inform you that you have been granted the rank of captain. And along with the rank of captain, I have been allowed to offer you the position left vacant by General Cargan here on Narendra Station. Head of Klingon forces in Shackleton Expanse. What do you say to that? Means you'll have to leave the center chair. But it will mean great honor and glory to your house. You will be the arm of Martok in the Shackleton Expanse. Great honor. I... We built our house from the ground up. My parents didn't live to see this glory. Leave us. The doctor, this woman, this Klingon woman who you're only just now becoming aware of, looks up and says, what? I said, leave us. She stands, my goddamn sick man. Leave us, please. She storms out. He turns back and looks at you and says, I wanted to give you another offer. Not as much glory, but I've also been approached by someone who wants me to pass on an offer to you. They would require you to leave the center chair if you accept. It's much more challenging than telling other Klingon commanders what to do. And it might be a little off the beaten path. Klingon intelligence. You showed guile, cunning, the ability to think outside the box, to take initiative, and to stand up to corruption. There is nothing I can say that would give a personal endorsement, but if that life suits you, you would be serving the Empire without any promise of house glory. That would fall to your sister next. But you would be living a life that put the Empire before all other things. I have been asked to pass the offer on to you, and I have been instructed not to leave until I have your answer. This offer will not be given again. What say you, Captain Bermir? Which path will you choose? Whichever I choose, I I feel 
comforted knowing that there is a commander on my ship who will take the center chair and lead her crew into many more battles and much more glory. Mm, a dodge, yes. <laughs> so it will be one or the other then. I do not honor my ancestors by staying in one place when there are other ways to honor the Empire. Hmm, well spoken. I choose intelligence. I will give him your answer. He stands up and says, You never cease to surprise me, Captain Bamir. <laughs> <laughs> and he grabs you by the shoulders and shakes you roughly for a moment. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, I growl. <laughs> and he nods. Bamir, the next few days of recovery go by swiftly. And you are contacted by someone named Vriak in Klingon intelligence. He greets you with a very short message. I'm Vriak of no house. Because houses do not matter in Klingon intelligence. We are the ones that put personal honor aside for the honor of the Empire. And you have been chosen, Captain. Meet me on Kronos. Say goodbye to your crew. A new path awaits you now. You're holding the pad that that message had as you stand before your senior officers on the IKS Borku, docked here at Narendra Station. Also on the bridge, a few feet away, is Captain Tagal with his first officer. I look over at Commander Adaj. You all have been told this is what's to come. I leave this ship in the best of hands. I leave my house knowing that you are all my siblings in the house of Quebec. And you will continue on to bring this house glory, but more importantly, bring the Klingon Empire continued honor and glory. I will keep a watchful eye, but you are on your own now. Commander, and I point towards the center chair. There's stomping 
In unison, the crew begins to stomp their feet. As the commander begins to approach the center chair, just... As you walk up, Adaj, you hear and feel the crew accepting you as you move towards that middle chair, standing before it. You face your former captain. The mayor, my fondest friend, while it pains me to see you go, I trust that you will take the Klingon Empire into your hands as you move forward into the light. I stand here as your trusty soldier in this battle, and you can always depend on me. Kapla! My good Kapla! Everyone shouts out after that. Kapla! There's an echoing out throughout the ship. Kapla! I beat my chest even though it still hurts. Okay. You slam the wound, the pain waking you up, energizing you. Stepping forward, Tagal looks at you and just says, Glory to you and your house, Captain. I will sleep well knowing that you are out there defending the Empire from her enemies in the shadows. Glory to you, Tagal, and your house. He steps back. I exit the bridge. With that, you all watch Captain Bamir step towards the exit of the bridge, and the last you see of her is she turns and looks at all of you. This captain who pulled all of you and recruited all of you into this vessel when no one else would take you. She gives you one last look as the doors And that is where we end tonight's episode of Blood of the Void. I am happy and honored and proud to announce our new GM for Blood of the Void. Someone who I've been playing with for a few years now, who has been excited to take the GM's chair and who is ready to tell stories with this group. Aliza Pearl, you have the con. Well done, everyone. You'll have to talk to your new game master about experience points moving forward. <laughs> Everyone, please send your love to our new game master as she takes over the show, Blood of the Void, airing still once a month here on Q Times. It's going to be a thrilling ride, and I cannot wait to see the great stories that you all tell. And the stories that we'll be able to coordinate between Clear Skies and Blood of the Void is going to be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Until then, everybody, thank you so much for joining us for this very special episode of Blood of the Void. 
Until next time, warriors of the Empire, die well. Thank you for listening to Blood of the Void. Check us out live the last Monday of the month over on twitch.tv slash qtimes. To see what else we have going on, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at bloodvoidrpg. Until next time, kapla!